Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst. For Panthers news and opinions. Panther fans unite! My name's Tony Dunn. Cody Lashney, how you doing? TK's in the house. How you doing, my friend? The stat daddy. But I think Derek Brown, hey, man, he deserves that dab on him. Uh, dab on him, Phil Snow. Dab on him. All the same. Yeah, 100%. We can just Mine is going to go to the fullback. I'm going to dump on the Richie guy. Dab on him, Shaq. I'm going to put the towel on Matt Rule. Uh, you know, y'all took all the good ones. Only one post game. Roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers post game show. It's another week uh, where the Carolina Panthers offensive line looks like a sloppy drunk getting whooped up in a bar fight who then is embarrassed and goes home and domestically beats his wife, Bryce Young, in the back because he's embarrassed and terrible at his job and then wakes up in the morning and realizes he's a 33 to 10 loser. And the Carolina Panthers have lost again. They fall to one and nine on the season. And this pains me to say this, but we got to do this seven more times this season, guys. Holy cow. You're listening to the C3 Panthers post game show. We're here. We call it therapy at this point. We'll accept your co-pays. The way you can submit your insurance to the C3 Panthers podcast is by smashing the thumbs up button, subscribing or calling into the cat calls line 252-228-5098. This is your opportunity to tell the world, to tell David Tepper, to tell other Panther fans how you feel. And I'm pretty sure 
It's not that great at the moment. But what is great is sharing my misery, sharing my sorrow with my homeboy, Cody Lashney. How are you? Tony, uh, actually, I'm... what the fuck am I asking? Thanks for showing up. Yeah, I always show up. Uh, unlike the Panthers offensive line, I always show up. C3 <laughs> Panthers podcast always shows up. Uh, listen, man, this might make a few people mad. Uh, two things can be true at the same time. One, Bryce Young is not the biggest problem on the Carolina Panthers offense, and not by a long shot. But the other truth is, it is absolutely time to bench him in favor of Andy Dalton because now you are risking his long-term health and his eligibility as a franchise quarterback in the NFL by leaving him out to die behind this fucking offensive line, dude. It's embarrassing. The whole organization should be embarrassed. Look, there was a time in the fourth quarter where uh, we were only losing by 10 points. It's hard to even say like who were in this game for a good majority of the game. Um, and then, you know, Bryce gave the ball away two times that sealed it for the Dallas Cowboys. It was absolutely embarrassing today, man. Um, hey, man, we're happy to have you all here. We're happy to be a part of this uh, therapy session for you. Uh, we're in this together, man. Hit that like and subscribe and uh, let's do it, y'all. CK, um, the Panthers continue to struggle to score points or really do anything that is positive where every time you see one moment where something can go okay maybe that's a miles sanders run for a first down maybe that's three fourth down conversions on the longest drive in the history of the world it feels like it takes the panthers 72 hours to score two touchdowns it took them 14 hours to score one touchdown in this game Anytime that happens, something immediately follows that seems soul-crushing. Another pick six, um, and really a fumble by Bryce Young in this, just murderer's row for him. And while I'm not using that to say that uh, to be to start on a negative note about Bryce, what I am saying is this is there can't there's nothing that the Panthers do that's good. No. Listen, I, I agree. I think that when we look at the, a lot of people are going to try to hang their hat on a holding Dallas to 10 points in the first half. Um, this team would have held them to a lot less had this defense not completely failed and had come horrible discipline uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, also, they were letting these really long drives just continue. They weren't letting big plays happen for the most part, but that is an, that's a problem. You have the offensive line causing issues. And yeah, Bryce Young wasn't an elevator today either, right? Um, I think that there is so much wrong with this team. One of the things that I said, even before we traded up uh, for Bryce Young, I said, we have a, a distinct uh, history of buying high and selling low on quarterbacks. Right now, it feels like that's the case. I am still not on the Bryce is a bust, but Bryce didn't deserve to have be traded up to the number one overall pick and give away what we did. We have been... A, a franchise under under Fitterer who has gotten rid of uh, who number one traded for Darnold gave him a fifth year option with no evidence that he was deserving of a fifth year option. We have him then trade for Baker Mayfield uh, that didn't work out. Then we have just a constant cycle of, of quarterbacks. Then you make the decision to trade away Christian McCaffrey for 
basically peanuts with now if anybody were to trade for him from 49ers, they'd be having to get a first round pick at least to be able to get that guy from their hands, right? But now you talk about trading away DJ Moore. I mean, we we have done everything in our power to make this franchise worse, it seems, than it has. And, and this is different than what we thought the beginning of the year was going to be, right? We're not the experts. We're not a GM. We're not. We look at this, as we said, we're fans from the outside looking at this, you know, from, from you know, rose-colored glasses like most NFL teams fans are going to. Every year, every NFL team believes, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. We thought that we were going to be at least a much better team than we have been. And clearly that hasn't been the case. And that can only fall back on one person right now, one person alone. And that is Fitterer. If, and, and I am not here celebrating the fact that this guy is potentially going to be without a job, right? That's not the, the, the place that I have, but I guarantee you do this for four years and your current employer, you're going to have a conversation about what's the future of your you know position organization. Uh, this is just an aptitude at its highest. And right now we just got to hold somebody accountable and it's got to be fitterer at this point in time. There's no reason for anyone to have a job. Let's just put it that way is, uh, you could say, and not you, but like you said, it's like a cheering for someone's firing is some ways feels kind of cringy in a way. We but, also have press conferences if you want it, but nobody is going to feel sorry for us if we get fired tomorrow. And nobody's going to feel sorry for these guys when they get fired. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's uh, open up with a couple of calls real quick, Cody, and then we'll pull up a presser, okay? Um, And let's see. I want to thank Nervosh for the $5 love bomb. Total record for pick six is Jameis Winston in 2019 with seven thrown that year. Bryce has four right now. I know Kev said one more, and it sets the franchise record for it. And shout out to Roosevelt Mungo, six straight David Tepper losing seasons. This is brutal, and the Panthers are really good at being bad. Cody, let's take a couple of calls now. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like a three and a four and a well, I'm walking back home or uh, walking back to my car. I just got off fucking work. JJ. And fucking damn it. I know I was being a big old fan on the free for all and spaces and shit, but. I texted my friend yesterday, who's a Cowboys fan, and me and him are going to a Titans game, Titans game in Tennessee next week. Shout out my friend Caden, the Cowboys fan. I texted him yesterday, though. I said, if I was a betting man, I'd bet the over on 0.5 pick sixes by Deron Bland. And it was crazy because it didn't happen. But I was like, oh, shit, we got some momentum. We, we got a touchdown. I thought maybe, just maybe, we could get one stop. They got a touchdown. We got the ball. I'm watching the phone. I mean, I'm watching the game on my phone at work. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, that's the wrong bland pick six and do. Bryce Young. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna make sure that shit happens. Cause he is so ass sometimes. Uh Bryce Young, it it's a it, it is a little bit of a problem that he can't always 
it's a guy who's open on every play because he'll throw it to a guy because he'll already have have his mind set on who he's going to throw to. And he doesn't have the, like, arm talent to just put the ball where he wants it, wherever he wants it, and when he wants it. He doesn't have that kind of arm talent. He doesn't, he, he doesn't throw it to whoever's open on every play. He doesn't read the, he just can't throw people open either. It just fucking sucks. Like, I get it, Bryson's situation is horrible, but it sucks that Bryson also can't make a throw off his back foot. It also sucks that he needs a clean pocket every play. And he was able to make some plays on the run today, but, um, it's just frustrating watching this offense. Uh, we have to go like 20, we have to go 20 plays to fucking score on the Cowboys. 20 fucking plays in a drive. What the fuck, Frank Wright? Like, I mean, like, I get that's what you want to do, but for fuck's sake. Like, that's an issue. And basically, the Panthers fucking suck. I wish we won. Now my friend's going to rub it in his in my face. But hopefully we win next week because that's the goal. All right? We're 1-9. We, we assured ourselves a losing season again. What is that? The sixth straight? Poverty. All right, we're fucking poverty. Uh, we need to get our shit together after we fire uh, Frank Wright and Scott Fitter this off season. All right, and we're going to win next week. Two and nine, please. I need my first W in person. <laughs> All right, keep on it. Uh, thanks, Brandon. Was it Brandon Sampson for his uh, super chat? He says, I'm now looking forward more to the podcast than the games, fellas. Our offensive line is so bad, I don't think anyone can see succeed thank you brandon for the 499 donation um i'm glad someone's looking forward to the post game shows because <laughs> i don't know if i necessarily am all the time um you know I, uh, jj uh, some good points in there and uh bryce young just getting murdered back there today the br- the offensive line is so bad i don't know why it's even so bad i don't even know how it can be so bad like i don't even know how you can be an NFL team and the, this is the most talent deficit team I've ever seen for well, the Carolina I, I was Panthers. Ask, do you think this is the worst offensive line that we've had in the past? De- Dude, I think since I've been a fan, it's probably the worst I've ever seen. It. I think it's hard to argue otherwise. I mean, Bradley Bozeman got pushed on his fucking ass like a fourth grader, dude. Bradley Bozeman has been a well, lot he got of well, side molly womp in that one play. That was just a Marcus Lawrence just came in and he's, it's like, well, yeah, what else he is said, new? They, he said they do that usually on run plays where they try to knock these guys off. And, and like, he, he poor Bradley just sitting there, boom, he just got taken out of the play immediately. That yeah, was, by the was way, I'm pretty absolutely. sure Demarcus Lawrence is like 50 pounds less than. Bradley, Bradley Bozeman. Uh, Bryce, yeah, that one just. Yeah, I want to hear yeah, it. Yeah, pull it up. I get. I really don't, but yeah, why not? You've Everybody brought it up twice, it. so I think you want to hear it. I sure fucking do. It's a great play, and um, again, for me, obviously, you got to make a better decision, better throw. Um, so that's on me. And then also, yeah, good play, but obviously, can't can't make that happen. So appreciate you calling for purple. Early in the games, is something you guys Brand talked about man. throughout the week, and how comfortable you're doing that not only late game but in game. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's. That's. <laughs> that's true. I'm sorry. Was there a question? I. I don't know. With the tempo offense going a little more to huddle early on and going uh, 
kind of up tempo. Is that something you're more comfortable with doing oh. in the middle of the game instead of just having maybe a late drive where you have to do it? Have you had uh, time to talk with the coach about that? Um, you know, it's all, all about film. You know, you go in, you go in with a plan. Um, you know, you go in, you, you talk about how you're going to, you know, attack the game. And then, you know, again, it, it's based off of off of film and how things are going. So, you, you know, you can't really go into games of we're going to do this the whole time. We're going to do, you know, obviously you have a, you know, you, you have a, have a game plan, you have stuff you can, you know, you can control the initial thoughts, but after that, um, you know, I, I trust, trust coach, right. Trust his feel. Um, and you know, that, that's just how it's going to be moving forward. Bryce, that's, that's a really good defensive front. How much did the consistent pressure make it hard to get in any kind of rhythm? Um, yeah. Um, really good defense, really good defensive front. Like you said, um, you know, obviously it's, it's not the, um, you know, it, it, it's tough, but that, that's no excuse. Um, you know, there's things that I definitely can do better. Um, you know, things that, um, you know, as an offense, you know, again, yeah, that's a, that, that's a really good defense, but we, you know, we're striving and pushing to be, you know, we, we want to be a great offense. Um, obviously we know we, we have a, a ways to go. We have to keep building. We have to earn that. Right. Um, but you know, it's NFL, um, we're competitors. Um, you know, there's, there's no excuse. Um, you know, first and foremost, again, I have to have to be better regardless of, of, of what's going on around me. I have to be able to control it. I can control, make sure it manages stuff, make sure that, um, you know, still try to find positives. Um, and again, we all take that that mindset as a unit. Um, so, um, you know, obviously, we we want to make sure that you know, there's there's going to be great 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 units. There's going to be great players against NFL. Um, you know, there, there's always going to be something good on the other side of the ball. Um, you know, that we can't um, can't let that hinder our execution. Um, so we have to improve on that. Frank, Frank, Frank says you're built to handle stuff like this. What makes you built to handle stuff like this? And you ever anticipate stuff like? This? Um, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, after I, Dave I Newton, we'll shut it off um, through ups and downs. And um, can he clean those little, I, I what, these stray hairs always kind of bug me. Um, I believe God. It reminds me of life. dust hanging um, off of like a broom. I trust God through everything. Um, so, uh, I lean on my faith, uh, lean on my teammates, lean on the coaching staff. Um, and yeah, of course. It's, and I talk to my dad a lot. I wish he would go back to the when he twisted his hair up. For me to know, not for me to. I thought that was dope. You know, I I lean in on my faith, lean on the guys in there. I lean into these M and M's right here. You know, we have to take it for what it is and and figure out a way to make a positive and keep building off of it. Was it going silent count at home? All right, last one. How strange was it going silent count at home? Um, obviously, obviously different. Um, you know, Cowboys fans, you know they. They, they travel well, so um, you know respect for to, to them for that. Um, but you know, again, it, it, it's a, it's a circumstance. You know, we we do that half the year anyway. It's it's it is what it is. Um, again, it, it it's it's a circumstance that um, we've had. We have a ton of snaps. A ton. Of it is what it is. That's Bryce Young's good phrase. You can probably yeah, rewind to get to the right one. I uh, I mean, you could. Um, my uh. My thought is, I just wish he would say what he wants to say. He keeps on getting close, and then he backtracks and said, I got to be better, I got to be better. Like, I just wish he would say the thing that we all know is true, and that is, I have to play better, but so does everybody else on this offense. And he just refuses to. And I get that you want to take accountability, but I feel like a leader isn't just somebody who continues to uh, to just exist in the exact same situation. Um, I think there has to be some ball breaking uh and i think frank reich needs to do it i think uh for you know in in uh, against bryce young i think uh i think that uh bryce young needs to be able to acknowledge that it's not only him it's this entire team that is uh that needs to work harder 
um, that needs to find a way to make things work when favor, when odds are not going in their favor. Um, it's just an absolute, I just, I, I get, I, I get that they're taught that, but it just, I don't feel like a good leader, even though he said he's does a lot of things that you want a good leader to do, like having these meetings with the offense and what have you. I don't think that a good leader just sits back and says, it's all me. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I mean, this is the whole reason I can't even be like, why listening to these things is even interesting it's to fake. me. It's, like, it's, it's no benefit to it. And what can you truly even say at this point? I mean, exactly. I would just go up there and say, we suck. We suck. Yeah. This is the worst fucking football team I've ever seen. And you know what is they it's it's crazy that the guys are out there still kind of playing hard in some cases, but I think everybody from Frank Reich to the players look defeated. Yeah, but again, I mean the defense uh, for most of this game, they kept us in the game until Just they like, do like, dumb like, shit. Yeah, but uh, again, Deshaun Williams but but the margin of error is so small when your offense can't move the ball five fucking yards in three downs. But that's how it's been all season, Cody. And that's actually our team. The margin uh, has been so small, period, with the talent we have on the team. You know what I'm saying? With the, all the newness of the play. We weren't ever going to be in a luxury position to make mistakes. And that is turnovers. That's... That goes penalty all is. over the place. Yeah. I mean, so, we got to think about how many drive ending penalties we have. You know, like it just not even drive continuing on the defense, drive ending. How many times on third down and short? We got a start. start, right? Like it's false just, it's, there's only, I know, again, this is Greg would go crazy if you were here. Like there is a large part of what we're seeing with the, the lack of execution and the absolute horrible. Uh, ability to to not be deal- having stupid penalties, it falls on coaching. Like this is clearly not a well coached team. Like I, I I love a lot of the players on this team, and honestly, like like a few I people don't. in. The, in well, I, I mean, don't, I, don't I love think Frankie I love Louvu. Many players on this team. I love Frankie Louvu. I love. I mean, there's some people. I like J J J Jansen, right? Uh, I mean, there's some people. There's some people on this team that I think are are good players that are in a really bad situation. Um, and and right now, I just I I as a Panthers fan who loves these players in a lot of ways, like I'm just like they need to go somewhere else. Like there's this isn't it. This the isn't only, it. The only player uh, that I love is Frankie Louvu, mm-hmm. and then that's probably. I don't know. That's probably my favorite it. player on like, the team right now is Johnny Hecker. Yeah. <laughs> How Shout about that? Him. I mean, but like, I don't love anybody on this team. I mean, yeah. I mean, Luvu's fun, a fun story. It's hard for me even to love him at this point because nothing good is happening. Right. No. You know, you're like, I mean, I mean, I do. I think like, I, I think he is playing incredible. I think he's probably the best player on the football team right now. Him and Derek Brown, I guess. Who was it that you said? Who's the first one? Who? Uh, Frankie Louvu is the best oh, player yeah, on the yeah. team. Oh, and, but, uh, and and Brady Christensen. I love him and I miss him. But he's not playing. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I I don't know how this team is this bad. And I don't know how no one is any good. Like, 
It is just pathetic. Can we say this? If Federer is not fired this week, if I'm not going live sometime this week to do a reaction stream to Scott Federer being fired, then I I just I, I can't lie on this podcast and tell any fan that they should have hope for anything to change anytime soon right. with this organization. Uh, I mean, yeah. you you move up for an undersized quarterback that is supposed to be light years ahead of everyone else in terms of reading the field. And every single game, he is missing wide open wide receivers. And by the way, don't get mad at me. I'm not making shit up. We literally do an all 22 film review on the channel every week where I display the amount of people that are open and I'm showing people the offensive line is terrible, which is leading me to think that Bryce is playing a little bit shell shocked. Um, And listen, I don't even want to be too hard on the defense because considering all the players that were missing, like there's still no JC Horn. You don't have Jeremy Chin. There's no Shaq Thompson. Like everybody's just fucking hurt all the time. And yet they're still keeping us in ball games. This is the most inept offense that I think I have ever laid my eyes on watching an NFL game. And I've seen some bad ones, dude. We've all seen some bad ones. We've had some bad ones. But if this doesn't rank up there with the worst that you've ever seen, bro, your time watching ball goes back far before mine. All right, let's take another call. Yo, yo, what up? I, I, I had to get two scoops this week because I'm going to the game next week, JJ. like I said in my last call. So I wanted to say, this is as long as the Panthers win, you know, an unlikely scenario already. But if the Panthers manage to get a win on the road next week against the Tennessee Titans, I do want to say, Tony Dunn, I know I was able to butter you up last week a little with the whole shouting you out because, yeah, I mean, like, it's well-deserved. You deserve as much credit as you do deserve for 10 years straight, as you as you always say. And uh, I've noticed that, like, ever since I caught on to the train in, like, 2020, that you, you're legit and you guys are legit with the podcast. You guys always um, have kept it legit. I, knew, I noticed as soon as y'all cussed a lot that y'all were just, like, y'all were just more for the fans than – for the money or whatever. But anyway, nah, I wanted to say if the Panthers win next Sunday, that, you know, I need you to make ne- – I need I need y'all to bring the juice next week, basically. Because y'all always be saying this. Y'all want to make the podcast about when you envision it for when you are at the game and you are all, all with the boys driving home back from the game after a Panthers game. And next week will be my first game of the year. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go to the Texans game. But if, if I'm trying to be a Panther fan in enemy territory. I'm trying to represent. I'm good. trying to see good a for W. You, man. It's going to be tough. my first W in person. You know, I'm 0-2. Uh, lost to the Browns in 2018. Lost to the Bengals last year. Good God, that was awful watching. I knew, I knew from the first run when we let up 10 yards, we were cooked. I was like, oh, fuck. It's going to be one of those JJ, games. we're waiting and on our... I took it to the chair, and hopefully we can get a fucking win, and I don't have to go to 0-3, but I won't right, make it thanks, long. thanks, man. Appreciate it, JJ. Uh, well, we hope you have a good time at the game. Uh, good for you. Uh, this is why you buy your tickets early, 
and this is why I never buy my tickets early because now you're like, oh shit. Right. I gotta go. Imagine if you like you picked bought a, a season tickets before or, the, yeah. the year. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> if you bought a road, you know, you're like, oh, I want to go on the road and see this matchup, and I'm gonna spend all this money on the hotel and this and that. And you're like, Oh God, I'm dreading this. You know, JJ, I hope that that ride home from the game in this car, in the C3 car, is one that we don't have to cry about. Uh, But right now, these are those rides where you're, I don't know, we're pissed. I don't even know. We're having to have road beers in the car. You're not supposed to do that, folks. But, good Lord, I don't know. That's a tough ride. And these calls, I think, are going to show it. Let's take another. Yeah, Paisans, this fucking team, man. This fucking team gives me so much fucking agita. Yeah, this fucking Fugazi fucking team. All of them just fucking tired of all of them. Tired of fucking eating a bottle of goddamn fucking Tums every goddamn Sunday. Yeah, it's the fourth quarter right now. Was it 33-10 or some shit? I, like, I, it was 17-10. I blinked, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Holy shit. Top to bottom, this team is Fucking garbage, bro. Call fucking waste management. Get them out of here. All of them. I get my guy Joey numbers. Take out fucking David Tepper. All these fucking jabroni jerk-offs. Done. <laughs> Done with this fucking bullshit mother... Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's hard to even get mad now. All right, I'm done. Um, Today, today <laughs> I, I went to a local sports bar to watch the game because I was having some buffering issues and I was like, I just couldn't watch. I was just like, man, I can't take this. Like I was just getting annoyed. Greg Olson was saying something, then it would jump to the next play. So I go there and I'm just by myself drinking my soda water with lime. And it's just like, I mean, I wasn't even excited. You know, it's like, I mean, I knew I was expecting that the team wasn't going to be able to perform. Well, but even when it was close, it didn't feel close. And so I went to, I had to meet a friend and pick up this t-shirt. And, uh, and uh, it was when the Tony Pollard run happened. And that Tony Pollard run happened, scored a touchdown. And then there's a flag and they're like, it's coming back. And then I guess it didn't come back. I didn't even, as soon as that Tony Pollard went, in, I was like, man, I'm going home. I ain't going to stay in this place no more. And by the time I walked to the car, I get in the car. Turn the radio on because I had them playing it on the on the radio. Pick six, <laughs> like I mean, this team is horrendous, and I mean, I almost feel bad for Frank Wright. I almost feel bad for Frank Wright because this team is just bad, and yeah, you know what? It falls on him. It goes up, right? Is the shit shit. I mean, we got to cut the head off the snake. There's no defending him keeping his job. There's no defending anybody keeping their job, honestly. But, God, this team is just trash. They are, man. <laughs> like, we're, like, we're, nobody's we're good. Like, and nobody's by the way, good. like, how many ways every Sunday can we sit here and say everyone's trash? Like, We got to say it, it for seven more I, weeks, I, I, I know, for man. seven it's, more it's, games. It's embarrassing. And, again, like, I... Listen, we're all going to end up repeating ourselves multiple times on this podcast just because everything that there is to be said has been said a million times before. But, dude, the hill that I'm dying on 
and I'm going to continue to bring it up, and I don't care who I start to annoy with it. It's time to bench Bryce Young. It's time to bench him. You are risking his future health by leaving him behind this dog shit O-line with a lame duck head coach yep. and a lame duck general manager. What happens if it, there's another situation where he gets hurt at the end of the year and then he's going to end up missing time going into next season, even lessening the amount of time that you have to evaluate the quarterback that you traded Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and the 2024 first overall pick to go and get. You have to bench him for his own health, for his own safety. You have to and protect how about, your how about this? And how about for his own mental health? It's time to bench Bryce Young, man. I was sort of split on this just a week ago when we were having the same conversation. I thought there were arguments for both sides, right? Is CK, I believe, was... Weren't you in favor of protecting sitting Bryce Young yeah. for protecting his health? Yeah. And then there's other people too, and I kind of have been of this. Is I I wanted Bryce Young to start this season, and even if it wasn't a good showing like this, for him to learn on the job, because that's where the real learning takes place. But after watching this week. And really watching throughout the sea, it's like, what are you learning? What can you learn other yeah. than to, like, be bad? Dude, you can't. You can't. Like, right now, there is no benefit to having him out there. Like, if, here's the thing. I like, agree. Your belief is that this guy can process the field. Like, number one, he doesn't have enough time. There's are not many quarterbacks in the league that would succeed and even when he does have time, he's so fucking terrified that right. he doesn't have time because he's so, playing so because he knows he's going to get murdered. So he's not able to do anything but keep the field short because the time to throw the ball is has to be so quick. Um, he's not able to get through his progressions because of, you know, some might be because of the pressure, but a lot of times it might be because he's feeling a fake pressure because of what he's used to all year. Um like, there's literally nothing that can positively help Bryce moving forward, keeping him out on the field. The only thing that could possibly help him is to see how a veteran would handle this type of a situation. And maybe that's something that could offer him a little more insight. Seeing how Andy Dalton handles bad a bad offensive line, how he's able to uh, navigate and become a field general and call plays that are going to be able to dissect defenses potentially, right? Um, when you see all-out blitzes, changing the play and making sure that it's a play that's going to be favorable for an all-out blitz as opposed to taking that sack. I think there's so much positive that can come out of seeing Andy Dalton take the reins of this offense than there is anything that possibly, positively could help him uh, by keeping him out on the field at this point in time. I, yeah. think, hey, I, um, think, I think Cody's right, though, is that even if I don't really believe that, like that he's going to learn a lot just by watching CK, what he can't what we can't learn is him getting hurt no right we can't learn we can't afford that as an organization whether you think bryce young is going to be is good right is good and could potentially be the panthers long-term solution at quarterback whether you think he's bad right now you have an investment at this moment with him that has to be protected and at this at, and we know everybody's going to get fired we know that. So, like, look at the very minimum you should give the new squad the chance 
to play with a quarterback that you spent all the assets on instead of blowing it up. And you would ultimately blow if he goes out there and suffers an ACL right now, the timeline for return, the developmental setback that will take him to right. The lack of development he would have in the off season of continuing to work on his craft to throwing potentially getting a little stronger, you know what I'm saying? Like that will all be devoted to healing instead of the other yeah. thing. So yeah. Um, terrible. Before we uh, go further, man. Uh, so let me make sure I get all these. Uh, my man, 89J subs has been a member for five months. We also have a brand new member. CK, you want to talk to this dude? Uh, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, in the midst of a historically bad year for the Carolina Panthers, we still have some absolute legends coming in here and hitting that membership uh, button there, becoming C3 Superfans. Kung Fu Purple became a YouTube member of the C3 Superfan Club. Thank you so much for joining. And hey, by the way, is man. Vod Raid, is that yeah, a yeah, cowboy so, thing? Look, look, man, shout out to the homie Vodge Lombardi, man. Oh. I used to call into his show a long time ago. They would call me the Carolina Pimp over there. Shout out my man Vodge. He's a great content creator. And uh, welcome to all the Cowboys fans uh, from Vodge's show that are joining the stream. We appreciate Yeah, come on in here. Is, uh, first is I like the Vodge Raid alone is, is not uh, annoying. I generally find Cowboy fans to be some of the most difficult to be around here in Eastern North Carolina. And uh, I was, I was telling you, I was, man, I was at this and I didn't even like, you probably didn't even know I was a Panther fan other than we wearing, I wear like today I wore my oldest Panther shirt possible. It's like the 1996 shirt. Like, I mean, this is old stuff right here. I was I was out low key. And this one guy was just a Cowboys fan. He was just cheering about everything. He was getting upset about everything. And I was sitting there and I was just like, man, this is like a guy talking shit to somebody that's got cerebral palsy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just felt like it was just like, you said, fuck oh. you. Yeah. But I was just like, man. Y'all know this is the worst team in the history of the fucking world, it feels like. Nah, but uh, look, the Cowboys are a legit team, you know, despite the Carolina Panthers being terrible, right? Yeah. Uh, the thing that, uh, sadly, for the people that are Vach rating here, the, uh, the Cowboys fans, is you're not going to hear a lot of kudos about how this team was a good team that beat the Carolina Panthers. Because regardless of how good or bad the team that we play is, we get beat like this every week, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I mean, at the very end is that the Cowboys did whatever they wanted whenever they wanted throughout this game. That defensive front, which is a really talented front, did exactly what it was supposed to do, what we anticipated it to do. And it probably did it even better than we then people i guess anticipate they didn't have to blitz they didn't have to do nothing they just well, well, beat the also, shit out of the panthers I mean, offensive listen, line they also have one of the best players in football michael parsons dude who was literally Which, a blitz literally going through our paper mache offensive line 
Like it was absolutely nothing. Well, they just lined him up in the spot that they wanted to attack every time. It's like, hey, you know what? It's it's third down. Put him over the set. The put him in the interior. You know, then it's like, hey, it's a this different down. Put him over here. They just used him like a like a surgical tool. And I can't tell you this, Cody. What makes me mad about that more than anything is I'm sitting there going. This guy could have been a Panther. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of those players yeah. could have been a Panther. But also, do shout out to Demarcus Lawrence. Like I said earlier, made Bradley Bozeman just look dumb. Uh, hey, man, they've they they did their they did their thing today. They're a legitimate contender, I feel, uh, in the NFC, man. As much as it pains me to say, but again, shout out to big homie Vance Lombardi, man. We appreciate any new viewers we got. Uh, hit that like button and uh, hit that subscribe if you're trying to hear some. Uh, some some Panther content, but also every Friday at seven, you're allowed to come on the show and uh, and talk with us, man. Be a part of it. Uh, real quick, these super chats I was trying to get to. You're only as good as your owner, as it shows in all NFL teams. Tempers hundreds of decisions are catching up to the team. It's going to get worse. Jay Thomas with the nine ninety nine says the level of disrespect. Jerry Jones announcing their Ring of Honor on our field with our stadium with Cowboy fans. How do we allow this? I don't know, Jay. What are we supposed to do? There's no way to, there's only one way to stop it, and that's to be good. Tepper can't say anything. Like, Tepper can't stop it because the reality is the Cowboys are a revenue generating machine. Like, when you talk about the amount of people that are willing to pay a tremendous amount of money to come into the North in the Carolinas, uh, stay in the Carolinas to watch a team uh, like the Cowboys come in for almost a guaranteed win. You're going to have people coming in in troves, dude. Absolutely. One other piece to that um, I want to make, and I, I listen, I want to say I'm so happy that Tony Pollard got his touchdown, first touchdown he was able to score since the first week of the season. I have, I've had him on my, uh, on my fantasy league all year, just waiting for another game of him to get a touchdown, and I knew this was the game to do it. He was able to come out and do it. Um, like I am, I'm very happy that, uh, our defense is clearly got some issues. Um, and, uh, and so as of now, I think, uh, I think, uh, being a Panthers fan is a, is a tough thing, but, uh, I am surrounded by Cowboys fans in my neighborhood. You know, um, I would say the Cowboys didn't even play perfect today. They didn't, you know, they, didn't. Like they beat they didn't us. It's kind of like where you. It was a 10-point game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, but did it ever feel close? Well, no. No, Like, I mean, like, once you score that touchdown, first it's a 10-point game in the fourth quarter because it took you an entire quarter to score a touchdown. And this is how every touchdown drive has been for the Carolina Panthers this season. Night member the against the it's like 95 is 95 yards, but it takes 19 minutes, yeah, 12 minutes. So I mean it was just like this is that once they got the ball back, you're like, oh I mean, you are we gonna have to try to get the ball back again and do another 10 minute drive? It never felt did you believe at any moment that the game was truly close or winnable? I didn't no. feel that way. I mean, when you got that really long drive that was, um, you know, a lot of fourth downs. Plays. Yeah, it was plays. like yeah. eight eight or nine minutes off the clock. And, and our defense had, outside of the mistakes, 
had played decent, right? Enough to be able to keep the Panthers in it and not feel like it's a blowout. Um, after that drive, there was a potential hope. But then when the Cowboys were able to come back and just answer, like you said, Tony, on that Pollard uh, touchdown, um, at that point in time, it was like, yeah, we just don't have, we don't have the, we don't have the team to, to keep up with an offense like this. We don't have a team to keep up at all. I don't care if it's seven points, 10 points, three points. Like the only way this team is going to win is to play from ahead. It feels like, I guess you could say, well, they weren't ahead when they played the Texans, but man, uh, this is uninspiring as a football team. Uh, let's go to the next calls because they inspire me to keep going. What's up, C3? Anyone else just tired of being the laughing stock of the NFL? Well, get just used to tired it. Tired of being embarrassed. This is embarrassing. I'm so, I'm so done. I'm so done being the perennial loser of the NFL, and we've got nothing going for us. Nothing. Our best player is a what thirty-two year old receiver. I mean, this is this is a joke. The co- coaching staff needs to go. Fitterer needs to go. And and guess what? Here's the worst part about it. There's no short term fix to this at all. We are stuck with this mess. This is a five year tear down rebuild. I don't know why they didn't rebuild at the trade deadline. Why did we hang on to every valuable piece we had when we were what one in seven? Where's the where's the long term strategy of this team? I get Brian Burns is a stud. I get you don't want you don't want to have to trade him, but my God, did you want to have to trade Christian McCaffrey? What where's the difference? You traded McCaffrey when you had to, but you hold on to Brian Burns, you hold on to Derek Brown, you hold on to you hold on to Adam Thielen. Like you, was there no offer on the table for this guy? I just don't understand. I, this is. This is a mess. It's a shit show. And there's no short-term fix. Uh, all, uh, there, I hate to be the, the, the same drum every year, but there's no choice but to blow this up and start over. Start over from the ground up and hope that you put the right people in place, the right football minds in place, and then, and then, yes, Tepper has to empower them to make the right football decisions. Get out of the way, own the team, hire somebody to do the job. And if you hire somebody like Federer, who you think's going to do the job, and he didn't, not even close. He, he I, I, this year, I swear, was just the fact that that man got one more year, and this is the product he put on the field. Ugh. Anyway, guys, keep doing what you're doing. Keep pounding and uh, try to get some sleep because <laughs> nothing will nothing will make you feel better than a good night. Oh, man, we're going to need some Take rest. Regard. We're going to need our energy for the rest of the season. Uh, a couple of super chats here. Eric, $5. Thank you very much, Eric. You said we are an offense, a defense, and special teams and co- good coaches away. From being Super Bowl <laughs> po- Super Bowl contenders. Oh man! Yeah, I don't even know if we've got. Oh, can you throw in trainers, scouts, all of that, and also my bastard son with a dollar ninety nine 
He said, we, we are Cody's fantasy team. He's such an <laughs> asshole, It's got me so, that got me tickled, man. I ain't gonna he's lie. such an asshole, dude. Do you want to know how bad it is, though? Is uh, the Carolina what, My fantasy team or the Panthers? They're both pretty <laughs> fucking abysmal, dude. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. Let me tell you this. is uh, On their page right there, their, their YouTube page, two days ago, It's th- we're going into Thanksgiving week. It's a turkey giveaway with Shy Tuttle. It's the Panthers, a video the Panthers posted. It's got him and this little girl up there. So, look, this seems like a heartfelt video, right? Crush the algorithm in a way. It's only two minutes and 53 seconds. Perfect YouTube video. It has 630 views. Mm. 630 views. What the fuck, dude? There's a YouTube short they put up. And it is, this is from two days ago as well. A Panthers throwback. And I think it's Romo throwing pick six in the Thanksgiving game. It's got 3.9 thousand views. It's got under 4,000 views. The Panthers team is so bad, the YouTube algorithm even knows it. Mm. That's some crazy shit right there. Let's go to another call. Gentlemen, I think we have to give the Bat Daddy Boy Toy credit. So, Bat Daddy, take your Thor comic book sledgehammer and pump it in there, thrust it, (laughs) that you were right all along. Let's face it. Bryce Young, he is not big enough. He is not strong enough. He's not tall enough to succeed in the NFL. And... So the Bat Daddy, he was right about it, too. We should not have drafted this guy. We should have gone with C.J. Stroud because C.J. Stroud, he's balling, and he's winning. And I think for Cody, he was for taking C.J. Stroud until the cognitive test results came out. But I have to, to wonder. That's never changed my mind. He's not that smart, but he has a great play caller in Andy Reid. So if you have a quarterback, does the quarterback have to be that smart if he's paired with a great play caller? You just have to run the play. It's a play if it breaks down. Either you throw it away or you improvise and go on instincts. So, gentlemen, what are your thoughts? And as I hope that you guys are able to make it through the rest of this just positively dreadful season. Bye-bye. Yeah, I don't really care um, about C.J. Stroud at this point. And uh, he is um, right now going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, he's in a the argument and the running for being uh, MVP. And I know that they don't give the MVP to rookies, but like the, the way their team is performed, look, D'Amico Ryans is going to get coach of the year. hundred percent. Um, So look is uh, kudos to what the Houston Texans have going on. What I think is wild. If you want to, if we were going to force ourselves to talk about the Houston Texans, is not comparing. I'm sick of talking about our wide receivers, too. What I think is crazy is their backup offensive line plays better than our starting offensive line. By, I think by, that, by like a mile. Dude, I just have to say, to anyone in the chat room and to anyone in the calls that thinks that the S2 test made me sour on Stroud, you literally must not have been listening to me. I said the entire time that judging a quarterback based on how he did on a test that has shit all to do with football, was always stupid, dude. 
I never gave any credence to that S2 test. Y'all must be thinking about some other Panthers podcaster, bro. Because it sure ain't me, dog. That's all I'm saying. I uh, I, I want to say that I think there's a good portion of this that we can put on the coaching staff in a pretty easy way. Um, the Cowboys put in their second team, and they were still beating our defense, which tells me that I think play calling has a pretty big uh, piece to when teams are successful and when they're not successful. Um, I think offensive scheme is a big deal. Um, and even going up against their backups, our defensive line wasn't getting pressure. Um, our D our cornerbacks were still letting guys get wide open down the field. Um, like but I, we're I, on our 15th string quarter cornerbacks at this right. point. But that's when, when you talk about the second string, uh, offensive line for the Texans, I think that when you think, think about coaching and whatever offensive scheme you've got, when you don't, when you have an op- opposing defense that doesn't have to actually play anything but a short field. I think it it makes it an abundantly harder for an offensive line to be successful. I don't think that's just play call. I don't think it, I don't think there's oh nothing's just anything wrong. I'm like I don't go look at it. it. I'm not looking at these games and going oh play calling. Fucking wish if we would have just done this, we would have done better. I just think it's like this. We just suck. We suck at the plays we call. We suck at the plays we don't call. We suck at. We're getting just beat up in the trench. You can't win in any football game if you can't win the point of attack, at least occasionally. And this is what it comes down to is that even when the offensive line has a good rep, no one can do anything with it. There's no rhythm at that point. The receivers are making a mistake at that point. Bryce Young's making a mistake in that point. Or we get a good play, and the next fucking play, it's a false start. And I tell you this, is that when you got an offensive line that sucks a big fat one like we got, we're in third and seven. Dude, they're pinning that. Done. Every time. Yeah, and also, how about in that third quarter, we were driving, and we're going for it on fourth down. This is our only touchdown drive. And we get to a point where it's like, you know it's four down territory. It was like third and three, and they choose to throw the ball. Why? It's only three yards. You're trying to get three. Like it, they're they're so bad in situational moments when it's like when you should know when to run, when you should know when to pass. And uh, shout out to Paul Mancini. Y'all know I've been championing this shit forever. Ike Aquanu is not a left tackle. He Not right now, isn't. he sure isn't. He That's isn't. The thing, he sure. isn't. And you know what? Unless y'all are talking about wanting to draft another uh, offensive tackle, which we don't have a first-round pick to do so anyway, uh, you better hope that Bra- that I'm also right that Brady Christensen is going to be able to come back next year and potentially play left tackle for us, which he should have been doing since his rookie year in the NFL. Uh, now we have to hope that a brand-new coaching staff is going to be able to make that call instead of continuing to try and fit a square peg into a round hole by making Icky play left tackle. He can't. One other point, and then we'll, next call, we'll think about think about this instead of reacting to it and the callers too, is that even to say with like the lick, the licky, the icky take, right, that he's not a left tackle, and then I say, oh, well, he's not right now. The team doesn't have the luxury of develop of waiting on 
development. No, that's the problem with things is you could say, yeah, he can be a left tackle if the rest of the damn offensive line was any good, right? You can't, we can't develop every position from zero to a hundred at the same time. Yeah. How about this? Not only left tackle, are we looking at having to start over? Dude, JC Horn's perpetual absence never being available for this. That's football the problem. Team. That's why I would look at now, the Parsons now, thing. Parsons only, is a star because he's there. Not only are we gonna have to restart that left tackle, but dude, I'm 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 done with JC, man. Like unless he comes back and has some fucking crazy turnaround, which why would you expect that right now? It's like he they brought him back off of IR. He's still not healthy. I mean, this dude, his body is more frail than mine at this point. It's like it's it's fucking embarrassing, man. He's never there in these big moments when we need him. That means that pretty soon we're going to be looking at having to replace left tackle and having to get not one but two more corners on our team right now. We have no corners. We have no, no corners. We don't. Zero. And we're, we're going to have to and for listeners, uh, when Cody says that his body is more frail than him, he has spinal muscular atrophy. Let's just put that. Really? Yeah. Damn. Well, the listeners don't know time. that. Some of the listeners don't know. So when you're, that's a real dig at some people when you say, hey, you're more frail than that. Anyway. Well, I mean, at this point, I feel, like, no, how about the, oh, no, no, I feel like yeah. at this point I could play center. Better than Bradley Bozeman. <laughs> I feel like I could be a more healthy corner than JC Horn. And uh yeah, I might even be able to play left tackle better. Who knows? Hey, give me a chance. It can't be that much fucking worse. Hey, huh? I still just want to put you let's start with the front office. How about that? All right, I'm done. Right. I'm down. Okay. Uh you know what? Again, never at least a uh, scout. We are scout. always been clear. We're not football experts. We're expert football fans. But I am 101,000% serious. There's no way I could do worse than this. No. I could fucking field a team that would have done this. I could have got on Madden. Anybody that plays Madden could do this shit just as good. But doesn't uh, that doesn't that also lead to the 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 belief that there is a lot of to do with this that has to do with coaching? I mean, our offensive line for the most a, part wasn't this bad last I year. I think like, it is that bad. I don't think I think we were misled last year. I don't I think that we why, were I think it was just look, I think that the offensive line was better than average for the first time in the history of our team. So we yeah. were like, fucking the greatest shit I've ever. So, like, I think it's kind of like when you, you, it's the beer goggles with a girl. But that's and my so, point is, like, even if we were able to be above average as an offensive line, how do we go from above average to being bottom three in the entire NFL? We, I don't th actually, I would say we were slightly below average. I know statistically people would say, well, you get injured. Well, we got one injury right now. You get injured and older, you know, you get Corbett. You haven't had sure. Corbett healthy and you got Brady Christensen's hurt and you got older. Well, it just feels like to me, the difference that between this year and last year is we were able to adapt and have a game plan that was tailored to what we had on the field. It doesn't feel like we have that now. Like, we don't have a game plan. But we don't that... have those players anymore either. We don't have those running backs. We don't have those right. quarterbacks. We don't have the... 
I don't know. Is I just, I mean, like, yeah, is look, CK is you're right. There has to be the coaching is part of it. It's a large part of it, but I think the players suck. That's what I, I think. I, I, I don't think that you could look at the roster that we have and have, could have thought that right. Like coming into this year, I don't think we, any of us believed that any, that we could say the entire roster sucked. I right. didn't think so, but you know what? I do now. Right. But that's my point is like, there's, these guys are still NFL players, right? And I guarantee you, you take the, these, if hey, we're I, starting my to belief, boot, to boodle. what my belief is, is that the majority of these players that are starting, you know, that were the, our first team uh, offense and defense at the beginning of the year, you put them in a, in a environment like a Shanahan offense, or you, you give them to Dallas. I, these guys are still going to have a better outing than what they're having right now under Frank Reich and this regime, at least from my opinion, from what I've seen. I think you're right in some cases, but I think that's also a little cherry picky because you could be like, yeah, maybe DJ Shark would be a Shark would be a little bit better on a team that, but our team just ugh, yuck, just yuck, dude. I don't. All right, let's go to the next goal. I mean, you got a good point. Got good points. But it's also like it's it's a confluence of issues. So uh-huh. yes, it a lot of this is on the coaching, but then a lot of this like the the coaches like they're not magic workers either. Like they're not gonna all of a sudden make this offensive line give Bryce more than a second and a half right. to be able to throw the football. And again, that's why it was hard. I tried being the voice of reason to be like, hey man, you know it's we gotta give these guys a little more time. But now it's so bad. Like, there's no way that you give these guys you, another you're done. Yeah, All the rationality is out the window. So it's it's literally these things stacked on top of each other. It's bad decisions from our coaching staff. It is the offensive line being the worst that I've seen in forever. And it's your rookie quarterback missing wide open receivers when he needs to. And how about this, dude? The minute that I say that, the man himself, the guy that you've been waiting to hear from, that's right, he's here, folks. The bat daddy had to get in on the action, bro. Greg, they were calling for you, man. Talk your shit, bro. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I haven't listened up to this point. I'm sure they've probably been calling for me, but uh, yeah, I really don't care at this point. Look, the, the proof is in the pudding and everything we see, and I'm not here to talk shit. Uh, you know, I've just been been very busy lately which is why i've been a little more absent but i had some time right now and i was like hey i saw the game today and saw what a shit show that carolina panthers have put out there uh, like overall for the team i'm not calling any one specific person out um and just talk about where we go from here man like I, I think i think there are a few arguments that we've been having that are kind of over and i think now we need to start looking ahead to different arguments about where we're going to go in the future i think like, yeah we're going to be looking to the front office man that's yeah. that's where we go from here is starting with the front office and and you know we're going to need uh first actually let me do this this is where we go we start with dexter lawrence uh across the pond i meant dexter lawrence dexter lawrence is a guy that just fucking molly uh bradley bozeman dexter henderson uh, across the pond with uh, 499 pounds. He he really keeps pounding. He says, stay strong, C3, fam- C3 family. Let's, oh, why did it disappear? Uh, Let's stay strong, C3. Locked. Yeah, keep our arms locked through the storm uh, and kind of dedicate ourselves to this. We are going to need each other, so thank you. Uh, 
Uh, so we start there. We start by locking arms. Mm-hmm. Second part is this, is we, we have to fire Scott Finner. And we then need to hire a GM. And I don't know if David Tepper can lead the search. I almost feel like it's time for either David Tepper to get some football consultants in there and to help him with the search there. And then when they do hire that GM, he recuse himself entirely from any process that, and then the GM then hires the next coach because David Tepper, whether or not uh, he is the problem, he has not helped us get better in the changes that he's made. And so if we just, if he does it again, we're sending them back into the kitchen to cook another shitty meal for us. And we're going to send it back next time. Let's go to the next call. Afternoon, fellas. This is your friend, Nick, out in Seattle. It's a beautiful day here, but man, let me tell you, it's a rough day to be a Panthers fan. And I'm sure y'all can agree with this. I feel pretty stuck because we are going to be set back a while after this. If you look at recent history, the teams that give up two ones, they're trying to make some noise right now. We're making noise right now, but none of it's positive. Like, the simple fact that we don't have a first next year when it would likely be the first overall pick, and we gave up all of that to jump up to get Bryce, and Bryce just looked so bad. Granted, there's so many things wrong around him, but even if we flush it and hit the reset button to try to come back next year, what coach is going to want to come here? knowing we don't have a first-round pick, knowing we have an owner that's going to be in the pot the whole time who's going to be overly influential on every decision made. I'm just so stuck because it's really funny. CK the other day was saying if he moves the team, it gives him an excuse to not have to follow the Panthers anymore. But it's like, damn, like, they always say with sports, no matter how much you love your team, they're never going to love you back. And that's kind of how it feels right now. And I just want to know, for with the, the, the boys, what do you think, if in anything, could try to dig us out of his hole and put us going the right direction sooner mm-hmm. rather than later? Love all of what you're doing. Tony, congratulations on your time sober. I know how hard it is especially being a dad, especially with your kids and your wife being out of town. I know how tough that is. The rest <laughs> of you guys do an amazing job on the pod. Keep up the good work. Keep pounding. CK, we know you got to run, so you should comment on that and give yourself a, a tip of the cap and then go to your family. Yeah, I've got to dip out. I have a family event here in the next uh, 30 minutes, uh, so got to go get ready for that. Um but uh, honestly, the funny thing is, is, I've been looking forward to that event more than I was looking forward to watching the Panthers play today. Um, at this point, man, I'm just uh, I'm happy to be here with you guys and uh, everybody in the chat. Even though we all have a, a bit of a disagreement, you know, uh, here and there, I uh, it's all because we're passionate about the Panthers um, and uh, we only want the best for this team uh, moving forward. And hopefully, that's something that's going to happen. Um, right now, we're just going to have to sit in the in the basement for a bit and uh those uh those fans that are in the basement that uh tepper alluded to we uh we can now say that tepper's in the basement with us so 
welcome to the uh, to the shit show here, bud. Yes, uh, thanks, CK, for your time. Give uh, your family, your beautiful wife and children our love and uh, go enjoy the evening. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one now. Um, Cody, the Josh was asking us, uh, how do we, and really, uh, Greg asked this too, uh, to start is how, where do we go? How do we go from here? Particularly without the first round draft pick, not only, uh, did we not sell in the trade deadline uh, or before the trade deadline? So the Panthers didn't acquire any assets of draft capital. To me, there's a simple answer, or not a simple answer. The only answer is to allocate all of your financial free agent resources to a 100% offensive line overhaul. Yeah, I mean, you, and have you a- go and get two tackles in a center. I mean, yeah. I mean, the first thing that you have to do is fire Scott Fitterer. I mean, you absolutely have to, man. I, I think that when you look at what this team has done collectively through the draft and then free agency, like there's a reason our roster is weaker than everybody else. Uh, hey, let me make sure I get this in so that way our boy can seize it before he goes to bed. I know it's late over there. Uh, from across the pond, Dexter Henderson with the 499 pounds says, stay strong, C3 family. Let's keep our arms locked through the storm. Hopefully some people will be shown the door now. We need changes. Keep pounding. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing that I would do effective immediately, and I'm hoping that we end up doing a live stream covering this, is I hope that they fire Federer. Uh, if you don't want to fire Frank Reich in the middle of the season, uh, David Tepper, to save a little bit of face, fine, do it. Let them ride out the season. But you need to fire the guy that's been your general manager for, what, three years now? Like I said, continues to fail in free agency. He doesn't draft well. We're still wondering about his first-round picks uh, in, in Kim Kwanu and J.C. Horn. And, I mean, uh, we're still wondering about Bryce Young right now, too. So, in my mind, if you if David Tepper wants to show that he's doing something to make changes, then, yeah, you need to fire Scott Fitterer effective two weeks ago. Well, I, I think I, I don't disagree that Scott Fitterer needs to go. I think that people need to take the realistic approach to this and kind of look at this, like at this point where we're at right now. Even if we get rid of Scott Fitterer, like we, we're, we're two or three gears away from having a solid plan of being a good team no matter what it's just it's just the position that we're in we've been trying to go through rebuilds and we've been rushing the rebuilds and because we've been rushing the rebuilds we're in a position where we're basically got to start over again we can start over with a quarterback who might be a good quarterback so realistically no matter what we do in the future what free agents we bring in next year we're about two or three years away from really making a difference and having a franchise with a solid bedrock to build off of and move forward. We, I would just want to be better, Greg. And I don't think you can get better by adding receivers first or, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess you could build a really good defense, but that's not going to save Bryce Young's life right now. I think you have to save Bryce Young's life to see if he can be the Bryce Young that you want him to be well, or what, else what, you're what just going to, he's just Young's life. Well, protection, what's the time and protection. protection. But you can't guarantee offensive line. Look, we picked up Corbett this year. We had a healthy. No, we had Corbett, um, no he was coming off of an injury. 
Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so we so we thought we had a solid offensive line, but you had no depth. So what we need to do is this: we got to go out there and we got to get. When I say tackles, is Moten's going to get is is aging out? Mm -hmm. Uh, is going to need to be moved to guard. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to go and get some guys in free agency that can start, not role players, not backup players. You need to go and get a top notch guard. Yeah. And a top-notch tackle, and then move Aquano, Aquano to guard, They're just and not then draft a center Tony. in the draft. People yeah, we're let gonna those have good a, guys go. No, we have a bunch oh, of well, money. the Carolina Panthers let those good guys go, but most teams don't let no, those good guys go. We have a bunch of money. We have a bunch of money. So at some point, you're gonna have to overpay. There's gonna be opera, and you know what? There's gonna be teams that are gonna need to pay skill players so much money that they can't overpay their guard by three or four million dollars or something like that. Fair. And look, the Jags had to overpay for uh Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and all of these guys, but at least they got enough guys to where they could start rolling in the right direction. The Carolina Panthers are never going to roll anywhere in the right direction with Bryce Young if they get him murdered. Yeah. And he's getting murdered, and he's getting murdered each and every week to the point where he can't play football anymore. You're going to do to him what the Texans did to Dave, Dare, whatever fucking car it was, David yeah. Carr, David like Carr. I, like I said, who the had Panthers two, will fail him before the, he fails the Panthers. Right, yeah. but you won't ever – so there's no sense in doing those other things and then getting him killed – and then just next year having to start with another quarterback and a draft and doing it all over again, and you still don't have to just build the fucking wall. There's just build the wall. I don't care if the defense sucks. I don't care if anybody's – look, right now the defense sucks with sucky players, but they're not even the suckiest part of the team. I'm telling you this is like what – you know what? You want to pay uh, – how about this? Is I would much rather overpay a guard – then I would rather than pay. Uh, I already forgot it. Brian Burns. Sorry, mm -hmm. sorry. I just been like this, like, uh, and that's not a shit. I'm not trying to even shit talk, Brian. Nope. I I would rather have a defense that looks like the defense we got right now, than to have an offense that we have right now. God, let's take another call. Paul has brothers. How y'all doing? I'm so glad that game is over. That game was horrible we didn't look prepared and i'm telling you man if david tepper tepper don't fire somebody soon then i don't know what the hell is up fire frank man i'm telling you man these players he lost the locker room weeks ago my personal opinion you know the offense played like shit our defense is fucking shit our defense to me is fucking horrible you know what i'm saying when double e Evro, where his name is, I call him Double E, whatever. Hopefully, after this season, he goes somewhere else, man. Because that's three four. That shit fucking sucks, man. We are not built for a fucking three four, man. Every Panther fan knows that shit. We're not, man. And offensive line, we need to to reconstruction that shit, like for real. They said they said Bryce what seven times today, seven times. And he threw an interception return turn for a touchdown. Come on, man. We are better than that. 
And David Pepper, you have to do something, man. He has to do something. I'm saying fire fucking Frank. I don't give a fuck if we got to pay him for the next three to four years. I don't give a shit. Get Frank the fuck out of Carolina. And the GM and the damn offensive coordinator and the damn defensive coordinator. This team, we are in trouble. I have not seen this look this fucking bad since 2001. That was the last mm-hmm. time I seen this team look this fucking pathetic, man. It's just a fucking embarrassment to to the organization and us as fans. So give me your thoughts on that, y'all. Keep pounding. Yeah, is this team the worst Carolina Panthers team ever? And right now they're on pace to be. Yeah, it's tough to say, man. It's hard to call back those years before with uh, what 2010. Was it, we got yeah. 2010 and 2001, and it's hard for for to remember the 2001 team for me. They were also a one and fifteen team. Yeah. This team right here has the potential to be the first one and seventeen team in franchise history. So to actually lose even well, more games, eighteen weeks, seven. Yeah, games. thank so you, thank you. One and sixteen. Um, but I don't think they look competent in any place. Not at all. That they have flashes and moments where they have maybe a good drive. But like, look, did y'all y'all realize their touchdown drive was seventeen plays, yeah. seventy yards, almost nine minutes. Yeah, seventeen plays, man. That is, I mean, I know it's gonna take us and, two and, years to score twenty one points. Yeah, and, and and I'm not I'm not saying I'm not trying to take away from the fact that they had a touchdown drive, but it's only this one drive we're talking about right here. They look like on absolutely no level of the game at all. They are equipped to play in the NFL at this moment. And that's a every level. You know, our special teams is okay. Player, my favorite okay. player is Johnny Hecker. My yeah. favorite, I, my favorite player on the team is the punter. That's some fucked up shit. If you ever say that in your life. That makes you want to drink. Yeah. What's going on, C3 family? D, Sanford, North Carolina. What's up, D? Um, yo, shout out to Tony, Cody, CK, Greg, Panther, Pickle, Muscle, Marinara, G-Baby, the whole C3 family. What up, D? Normally, when I get on these calls, I really try to be optimistic. I try to give you, like, a bright spot, and this isn't really that call because <laughs> somebody's got to get fired or somebody's have to get fired. I had already told myself at the beginning of the week I held from calling in on Tuesday because in my head, if we got our heads kicked in or we came with a very anemic performance, we were gonna, somebody was gonna have to go. Me personally, I've never had a problem with losing. If we're fighting and we're com- competing and we're showing growth, we ain't had that. We laid down. That first half, I had hope. I mean, the defense was, was decent. No offensive production, but then I would see little flashes in the run. Right. Then the false starts come, of course. Then the blitz, like every third down. Michael Parsons could do whatever he wanted to, however he wanted to. He might have solidified NFL player of the year, defensive player of the year, just what he did to us today. 
also in that breath, back to what I say just about every week, so undisciplined. When we were still in the game, the personal files, which was like three of them, and I'm sitting here like this is absolutely ridiculous. But at this point now, I, I didn't want to go back to stripping it all down again as far as coaches and so forth and just the gym, but I burn it to the ground. Burn it to the damn ground, all right? We got a quarterback that can't stay on his feet. When he do got time to throw it, it's too high, it's overthrown. He's just not it. He's out of his groove. We bought a lemon at running back. Oh, my God. And, and on top of that, where is Noah? We need Noah. Has anybody checked on Noah? Is Noah okay? <laughs> Somebody let me know. Oh but, yo, I still love the community. I love the podcast. I love to get that off cool. my chest. I'm still the greatest podcast for Panther football and any football is the C3. I love y'all. Look, Another week part to the course. We love you too, man. We love you. This D and Seth are always bringing a great call. Um, and yeah, is to be honest or about this is no one really, not a single Panther fan expected the Panthers to win this game. No. Thought the Panthers were going to win this game. Um, and nor should losing this game be a determinant, a single determinant of anything, hmm. but it's the, com it's the compil it's, this is just a compilation of getting shit on. You know, it's just like, I mean, you're already at your lowest low and then somebody, it's just getting water splashed on you while you're walking down the street. You've been fired. You lost your house. You brought a car and you're driving down the street and you're just walking, minding your own business and a car comes by and splashes water. And you know, I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. gosh, we are at the bottom. But I would like to point out to this is, do you remember that moment? And people have been referencing it in the chat that David Pepper, David Pepper, David Tepper said, some of these, these fans need to get out of their basement and stop tweeting in their mama's basement or whatever. Nah, David Tepper, we decided to sit in the basement and let you come to us. Because mm -hmm. you brought this whole fucking franchise to us in the basement. And now... You're a billionaire hanging out with fucking people living in their parents' house basements. Mm -hmm. Take that. God, you fucking yeah. shithead. We've done God. nothing but gotten worse since David since he's taken over. Like, like, like We've there, not gotten no, he has yeah. to he has to recuse himself after the GM process. He has to recuse himself and he better get some other people in that room when he's hiring that GM that have hired a GM before he needs to consult with former owners. He needs to consult with some, he needs to get some fucking GM. Uh, like, you know how they have those committees where they'll go and get consultants. Mm -hmm. He needs to get Tony Dungy in there. He needs to get Bill Parcells in there. He needs to get some people in there that are on that fucking committee with him that will tell him to shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah. And he then to he's got to hire that GM. They're going to hire that GM. And then he needs to say this. I'm going to go on a year long trip around my fucking yacht 
fix it. I'll be back next year. Yeah. And exactly. I'm not gonna, yeah. Hey, uh, shout out to Jeffrey Swan in the chat. Says I'm a retired veteran and this podcast keeps me going. I'm a diehard Panthers fan since day one. And Jesus, I'm so pissed. At a loss for words with this team. Very depressing, man. Well, listen, at this point, the C3 Panthers podcast, we take pride that some of you still watch the Panthers just so that y'all can react with us at the end of the day, man. 275 people strong right now. We appreciate y'all, man. And listen, we want you to be able to vent. That's why the C3 Panthers podcast is for Panther fans by Panther fans, man. Call into the cat calls, 252-228-5098. And every Friday at 7 p.m., we do the Friday free-for-all, man. We know this is hard times for Panther fans and what you're going through. But you're not going through it alone. Uh, This is still the football team that, uh, sadly, we still love, even though they hurt us. Uh, And we're in this together, man. So uh, if you appreciate that content, just know that we appreciate you even more, man. The Carolina Panthers uh, were defeated 33-10 to at uh, home where they had to go on silent counts because uh, the Cowboys fans took over the stadium. Their number one draft pick completed the day with 16 completions on 29 attempts, 123 yards total passing. A 20-yard longest pass was his longest one of the game. One touchdown to Tommy Tremble. And uh, one interception that was returned for a touchdown. The guy who, oh, and he had a fumble, which he looked like he was trying to do some like fake uh, pitch to hopefully get this guy. Look, is even on that play on that one, I think on the fumble play, he, uh, there were players that were open. He just prematurely, felt the pocket collapsing and look, I don't really blame him for being playing gun shy right now is that, mm-hmm. you know, if you always are under duress, you're going to, it's going to affect your mentality, your confidence uh, to be able to sit there. We saw him sit in the pocket and look downfield and take hits and make throws early in the season. And mm-hmm. I think that now it's just gotten to him and gotten to him to where he is, and this is where you don't want him to be a David Carr. David Carr was so bad, dude, that at one point, it, I used to joke on this podcast that when fat people walked in the room, he just wet himself. I mean, it was yeah. just like, oh, large man, I'm dead. He got sacked 73 times in a season. Dude. I, I can understand, like you said, the, the, the gunshot part of it. Like, I mean, he's been taking some insane hits. It, I, I was watching the game today, and it almost like at points in times, our offensive line looked like tackling dummies. That the defensive line was just rushing around tackling dummies. Like, there was nobody yeah. there. Well, especially on, that, especially on that Tony Pollard touchdown, where we thought that it was a flag on them, but it ended up being on us on, on defense. Yeah. Dude, they, he just bulldozed his way right to the end zone like no time to xavier woods got bulldozed on that play man xavier woods uh, uh, i think it was greg olson he said man imagine uh he said he had a face mask and a horse collar penalty on the same play play. (laughs) he wasn't letting him go uh man it is uh 
Uh, oh, I wanted to point out the guy that uh, returned the touchdown for, I mean, returned the pick for a touchdown has just as many touchdowns as our leading receiver with four on the season. Yeah. Well, defenses have figured out how to play Bryce Young. All you got to do is, when it's not Bryce Young, how to play the Carolina Panthers. When you're playing the Carolina Panthers and you get the third down, just blitz. Yeah, or, or just walk forward. Yeah. Just yeah. walk it quickly. Um, all right, let's go to whose call was that? That wasn't D's. That was D we did last, right? Or did we do one other? I think that was D's last. Have we done this one? What's up, D3? It's Anthony no. from Charlotte nope. at the bar right now. Um, <laughs> just thought I'd call in, man. Um, I'm so happy I decided not to go to the game. Today. What a waste of fucking time, dude. This organization is a fucking joke. Obviously, I'll start with this. Listen, I told you all, I, I, my stance on Bryce Young is neutral. Like, he didn't play good at all. But he's not set up for any success here. Like, it seems like he's just mentally broken. And that's on the coaching staff, man. Like, I don't even know if he's going to be here more than two years. Like, this fucking organization is a clown show. And if Frank Reich and Scott Bitter have jobs tomorrow then you know that this shit's going to go on to be a clown show for as long as David Tepper is the owner. Because this dude's a daylight dollar short. And quite frankly, he doesn't give a fuck. There was Cowboy fans. The Cowboys didn't even try versus us. They didn't even do what I, t- I was saying on the free for all. If they wanted to just win the game simply, they could have just handed the ball off 25 times and, and burned us out. They threw a lot, which I don't know why they did stupid coaching by them still worked for the most part. I mean, Dak only had 180 yards. He didn't even have to dice us up. Listen, the defense, nothing's good on this team. Like, let's just accept it. This offensive line is the worst in Carolina history. Frank Reich and Scott Bitter need to be fucking fired. And if you want to bench Bryce Young, hey, I'm all for it. This dude is getting sacked seven times a game, and he's still somehow not getting injured. I don't know what it is. The one thing about him, maybe mentally injured. I love him for that, but please bench him. There's no point to play him unless we get an interim coach in here and he turns our. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And he turns it around like Steve Wilson says, hey, we're going to run the ball 40 times a game. I'd love that. But Bryce just doesn't have the weapons or the offensive line. He's not set up for success right now. And, yeah, he missed a couple throws. There were some bad ones. It seems like he's even, like, burned out by this whole process, too. He's not used to winning. And before anyone says anything, dude, 
Stroud's three picks today. They Stroud has eight turnovers on the season. Bryce has like ten or eleven. It's not a major difference. Yes, Stroud's throwing for more yards and more touchdowns because he has a competent organization. Stroud don't got no eight picks. He's got playmakers all over the place. I think, I think he has Listen, two, three a day. He had two before. The point is, is that these fuckers need to be fired. And if they're not fired, then it just goes back to the whole thing. This organization is unserious. And I, I seriously don't understand David Tepper how you're going to keep fans around thinking that this is interesting or people are want to, going to want to come to your games. No, fuck that. This organization is the worst in the league, and it's a joke. I'm tired of caping for this team. And like like I said, I'm more of a see-through Panthers podcast fan than I am a Panthers fan at this point. Fucking joke. Bye. Uh, the Panthers are in the basement. That's why we have a basement emoji. Uh, we're basement fans, and now uh, we're a basement team with a basement owner. Um. Uh oh. Uh, let's go to the next call. You want to shout out the super chat? Uh, yeah. Please. Shout out to everybody from Basement Twitter for knowing more about football than David Tepper, Basement Beast. Uh, here's Anthony again. Hey, read the private chat. What's up, D three? I'm back. So yeah, what I was saying was, it's Anthony from Charlotte. What I was saying was, yeah, Cowboys minus ten and a half was a fucking lock, dude. I can't believe we had people on the free-for-all. Oh, we're going to beat the Cowboys. Oh, oh. Yeah, go pour yourself a fucking scotch, dude. Like, give me a fucking break. These fucking guys, as Muscle Marinara says, these fucking guys are a fucking joke. It's a joke. This whole organization, it's so bad right now. I don't think you guys realize this because you guys are going to try to stay positive on the post game and be reasonable, but no. This organization... This is fucking below rock bottom. You know the episode in SpongeBob where he goes to rock bottom and he's stuck there for a couple hours and there's no train to get back? Dude, this is below rock bottom. We're at the cores of the fucking earth. We're in like the outer layer or whatever the fuck that is. I can't remember because I've taken geology in a couple of years. But still, dude, this is a fucking scam. And why? I told my dad today, I'm like, why the fuck? Would we spend money to go watch this team lose by 23? Well, what's the point? What's the point? We can just go to the bar and have some drinks instead for free. There's no point to go to the game. David Tepper has to fire these dudes. Frank Wright, your play calling today didn't look any different than Thomas Brown. Didn't look better. There was no creativeness. And by the way, Jonathan Mingo, can we just cut that dude? I don't even care that we picked him. That dude fucking sucks. He's the laziest dude I've ever seen. We ran the ball pretty okay. And here's the last thing. This team doesn't understand that, like, when you're running the ball, there's one drive. We are running the ball all over them. It's like, then keep doing it. Keep running them. Keep burning them out. But no, then they switch to this drop-back pass game. There's no play-action shots downfield. Now I see why they don't run it. They already accepted the fact that they can't run play action. We just don't have the personnel or anything to do it. And, like, listen, we're not going to beat another team this year. Maybe one more win. Maybe one more win. What are we, one in nine? We're not going to beat another team. Also, where was Mike Strachan today? Where was he? The longest <laughs> play of the year. He doesn't play now? Give me a fucking break. And the other thing is, Derek Brown's the best player on the team. Brian Burns continues to do fucking nothing. I saw Derek Brown blowing up Zach Martin. Zach Martin. He was going through double teams too. 
He's the best player on the team. Listen, Carolina, they need to figure out what to do with Bryce Young. They got to get some pieces in here. Or it's not going to work out. Or we'll be in the run for a quarterback in 2025. And they have to rebuild everything. Offensive line, receivers, cornerbacks, linebackers, D-line. I mean, Anthony was one of uh, Bryce's big, I mean, I, I'm assuming he still is, biggest supporters. And if he's calling to bench him, like, uh, now, you know, I thought I was about to come up here and say something controversial that we need to bench Bryce Young, but it feels like everybody feels the same way if you feel that it's all on him or not. I mean, his health and safety is at risk right now. That's and the truth. And, yeah, and his I, development. 100%. And his health and safety, you said it You said it great at the beginning of the show. His development is dependent on him being available and healthy, right? Yes. It's like he's not it right now. He's not a guaranteed lock. Like, you're not going to extend his contract right now. You know, you're not saying, oh, well, you need to – you need him to get better. And yeah. you need to see if he can get better. And you won't be able to see that if he fucking breaks his neck in next game or mm. if he tears every ligament in one leg or something. And again, the time, you know what you're going to need is right now you're going to have a new, you're going to have a new staff. That staff needs to have every moment with him that they can have to see and hopefully contribute to his positive development. They don't need him spending more time with the trainers than they do with him, with them. So hi hypothetical here. Um, and I, I, I don't think this is going to happen, but let's just say it does. We got what? Seven games left. What if they decide to bench price? They put Andy Dalton in and we win four of the last seven games. Are we still calling for Frank Reich to be fired? Mm, I mean, what, what, what was the question? Sorry, my daughter. What if we me. bench Bryce Young next week and Andy Dalton wins four of the last seven games? Are we still calling for Frank Reich's? Yes. Game? Yeah, really. Yeah, so that's, well, that, that's not, that's I don't not substantial think we're gonna, I don't think we can. That, that I don't the, think the it play would happen. was Greg. not the issue, biggest issue. No, I don't think the play, play calling is the biggest issue, Greg. I don't think. I think every issue is big right now, Greg. Well, how about this, Greg? How about this? I'll, I'll answer you like this. I'm a believer that Frank Reich didn't even want Bryce Young. I kind of think I, I kind of think that he wanted C.J. Stroud. So if it's true that he came here just to have a quarterback that he didn't want, and he let it be forced upon him, then yeah, fire him. You had your opportunity to stand up for the quarterback you wanted, and you didn't fucking do it. So now that you have the quarterback that apparently the whole organization drafted and he's not playing well. Well, okay, you had your pick. They brought in Frank Reich to be able to pair him with Bryce Young for the foreseeable future. If that already isn't the match, then both of them aren't the right guy, both Frank and Bryce. I almost, and Greg, it's a, it's a question. I don't really like the question in one hand because, one, I don't think it can happen. Right. right. Like, I don't think that Andy Dalton comes in here and the Panthers win four out of seven. Okay. I, I can understand I that. that you're that you might eek. Maybe there's a world where it could. So I'm not trying to dismiss the question. I don't think it could happen, though. And then right now I'm trying to think is like 
really what we're asking another way to ask it is what could happen this season that would save that would keep Frank Reich around for another year. And each week we have gone on, it, it feels like there's less and less of a possibility that there is an answer to that question. Like a real legitimate, like, I don't know outside of us reeling off seven in a row and all of a sudden, like, which I don't think is, is his, it's an impossibility. Like, I think the only thing that would keep Reich's jobs are all impossibilities. And that sucks. I didn't think this was going to be the case. I didn't think that Reich was going to necessarily be a savior of a coach. I didn't ever think though, that I could say there's no reason for anybody. I mean, I, Greg, I'm at the point right here is that if you told me anybody, and even not Bryce, but kind of like Bryce, the only reason Bryce Young for me could, should be on the team next year is because he you you got a lot of assets in him. But right now, yeah. if you told me tomorrow and you picked any name on the team from the front office to the outside of Johnny Hecker and Bryce Young and said they weren't going to be on the team next year, I wouldn't even be upset. Yeah. I agree. Maybe yeah. like, also, I mean, I'd just be Derek like, Brown. Well, yeah, Derek Brown, Frankie Louvre. But what my point Louvre, is, yeah. is like, there's nothing good enough to make things worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, or like, there's no change. Like, wait, about, I don't know. Okay. Whatever. I'm just going to say, okay, whatever to every single one of them. Yeah. We'd basically be starting from, basically starting from ground zero. So like I said, we need to do this rebuild the right way. But it, we don't now, even know what that is. The right it, way. The, the right way would be would have been focusing on offensive line and defensive line and then working your way out and getting a quarterback at the right time. We which we were that. in a position we were in a position to do last year had we not jumped for a quarterback. Um we did that. We drafted a left tackle, we drafted a defensive tackle, we've drafted like at this point, we, we haven't even year. done those things right. Yeah, I mean you're right. It's, right. it's been it's been bad. It's just been bad drafting all the way around. You're absolutely right. We've tried. We tried to do the right thing. We've just failed at it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've just been bad at the even those kind of incremental things that you need to do. Those foundational blocks, like you're saying, we've laid poor foundation, and then we put some shitty ass janky. We called in some some contractors that we're going to pay under the table. We got janky drywall now. We got uh, everything's lean. Ugh. Uh, let's go to. Do we? We didn't do. Here's Jay Anderson. What's up, guys? This is Chase from Anderson. I just, I just got uh, a few Chase. things. Um, the ones that saying that pick six was on Bryce. That was not on Bryce. The the interception that was just a really good play by the DB. Even the commentator says so. The score was on Mingo. When the DB intercepted ball and one on the ground was rolling around, Mingo just walks away instead of tagging the player down. That's the scores on Mingo. Okay, okay. that's a good point. Another thing is, James why, alone didn't why agree is with the point, right though, guard signaling for the snap? Every time he reaches his arm out to call for the snap, everybody sees it, everybody knows it. Don't you think that's part of the problem? Seven sacks given up today. Seven. Yeah. I know Bryce has not been great this year, 
every game, everybody that knows football or has anything to do with football are saying that no quarterback can survive in this environment. Man, it's a complete failure all around for everybody. And if Frank Reich and Scott Fitter don't get fired this week, it, it, I, I don't understand it. That, that makes no zero sense. I was listening to the radio call because I had just gotten in my car. I was walking in my car after that Pollard touchdown and I sit in the car and the immediate thing that happens is the pick six. And Jake DeLone was not, did not absolve Bryce entirely there. Right. Uh, Like the caller did. Um, What he said is he said that Bryce just didn't have enough on it to, he didn't get, he couldn't, he didn't get it there quick enough for that to have like, basically it was a couple, I mean, and he wasn't just saying Bryce fucked it up too. There were a couple of things that happened. The DB made a very good play. Bryce didn't have enough oomph on the ball to get it there quick enough in that moment uh, to, you know, to where that's what pro guys do in those situations. It looked open for a second and then it won't. And so there wasn't, and I guess he said he just didn't get enough there. He just didn't get it there. And then on top of that, you saw Tommy Trimble just running free one level up from it. And I think, I mean, there's just a calamity of things. Um, But yeah, is that if Mingo had the opportunity, I was listening to it on the radio, if he had the opportunity to touch him. Mingo has been shit this year. Um, We got to, but that's, so before CK, CK, I don't know if he said this in the pre before we got on, but he said that he wanted the Panthers he, that the Panthers need to trade up into the first round and get a wide receiver. They just going to have to get. And I don't think that's a great idea because I don't think you you're one wide receivers make enough impact. I think we're too. We too count on, we count on too often rookies to make the team better. And I think that, I mean, you could do that from Bryce Young to, oh, well, we drafted Derrick Brown, so we're going to fucking be able to stop the run now. Oh, we got Icky Aquato, so we're going to build, right? Is that young players take time to develop. I don't care. Unless they're the top three players, they take time to develop, and even then, sometimes they take time to develop. Right. I think part of the reason why we felt a little duped by that and we felt like it should be a little more immediate is because most of the guys we've drafted in the last five, six years have been top 10 players. They've been guys that you've drafted that are supposed to be at that position, guys that come in or plug or plug and play. Now, you're right. It may take time to develop them, but that's not what we're sold with players like that. Usually when you have a top five, top six pick, you're expecting them to come in and be on an NFL level. Well, you expect them to, to contribute. Play. You expect yeah, them to exactly. contribute when they're good. It's like, hell yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. But man, your success can't bank on those things. You're right. It can't. And we, we've been relying on that. Like if, if we've got, you know, the number 27 pick every year, I'm not expecting him to come in and be a world beater. Like it'd be awesome if he was. But I think that's the problem is that we have these expectations that come in because we've been so shitty and, you know, law of averages says that we've been so shitty and we've been drafting so good in the first, like so high in the first round, we should be hitting on picks, but we're just not, you know, I guess law of average doesn't always work. We're just missing on a lot of this stuff. All right. Uh, Next call. 
What's up, C3? It's Panther Potato. I just wanted to hear you guys kind of discuss uh, what your thoughts are for the offseason because I don't see how anyone's going to want to play for this team Great. with or without Reich because there's going to be some tumultuous times if they start firing people, which they deserve. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to overpay for players, which is a very – it's it's not a good look overpaying for people who just want to play for money. It doesn't bring any heart to the team. So I think the best thing to do is overpay for offensive linemen. Just I'm throw with the you, bag at it. I'm with you. Fucking draft all offensive linemen. Do whatever you have to do to make sure that you go into next season with the best possible offensive line that you can have. Two big free backup. agent signings because on offensive I just don't line. See anyone they're else there. They've got to be there. Maybe some hog mollies will want to start, you know, building a, an identity here, uh, that, which will then help uh, bring other players in in the future. There's always some market, Greg. We got to go and get the, we got to be big spenders where everybody else is going to be like, oh, we're going to go get a defensive end. We're going to spend this. We're going to get a wide receiver. We're going to pony up on the first two days of the NFL free agent period, and whoever the top fucking names are up there, we're going to give them. We're going to back up. The, we need to back up the truck to them. That's a tall order because even if you do back up that truck, they still may not, still may not want to come here. They may see what a shit show this place is and be like, no, I'm not going there. Maybe. It's, it's, Maybe. There's more to it than just money. But, yeah, I agree. We should do that. It just doesn't guarantee it's going to work out. And even if you do get them. But we ain't, we ain't going out. down the list. We ain't going to be yeah. down on the list trying to find a guy who's a value motherfucker. No Walmart. We're going to – no, no. We are going to go – overpay for that we're gonna you know what we're gonna go get greg we're gonna go buy the cheeseburger that is 189 dollars in vegas that's covered in gold flakes like got the gold leaf on it yeah yeah which is yeah. bullshit yeah, it's it like it's <laughs> dumb it's dumb but you know what that's what we're fucking we're tired of mcdonald's we're tired of fucking uh whatever we are gonna go and overspend on a good burger, we're gonna eat that burger, and we're gonna say it was not worth 189 million dollars. But thank God we didn't have a shitty fucking burger again. No, but no, yeah. And I think you have to go two in free agency and get a center in the draft, and that means Bradley Bozeman's gonna start next year. Icky is gonna be a guard, a new left tackle, and Isn't Corbett Bozeman our center. Yeah. So you Bozeman, said get a new center. But I get a center in the draft. Right. So you're going to get rid of Bozeman? No. I think you start the year with Bozeman. You have a okay. rookie, a high-end rookie that you're ready to start developing. And if Bozeman's not playing well, then you can start put maybe thinking about putting the rookie in. But enough right. with this shit, too, of the whole plan working on the starting guys being the only guys that work. You have to have uh, – that's why I'm saying this, is I want two major free agents because you're going to bring back Brady Christensen coming off an of injury, and you're going to have Austin Corbett, who is getting older and injured. And you know what? I'd rather have one extra guard who's really good than to only have enough players to make it through week three weeks of the season. 
Because that's what we had this year. We had enough players to get through one fucking week of the season. Brady Christensen tears his bicep. Corbett's not. We didn't have enough. Next call. What is going on, C3? Happy Sunday football day. Uh, best part, obviously, is C3 and not the damn kittens. Oh, terrible. Hey, so clearly this is up to us. So I figured I'd call in and uh, C3's got to fix the problem here in Carolina because front-end management and ownership's not. So here's our three-step plan. Number one, we start a social media campaign. We start talking about how Kathy Wood is the greatest hedge fund manager of all time, just better than anyone else. And uh, hopefully that'll get that little dick syndrome pepper back on Wall Street in no time. He's going to get his feelings hurt. He's going to be all butt hurt. And he can say, ah, I got to get out of this. I got to get back to Alpaloosa. That's step one. Step two. We are going to tell, we're going to, we're going to call a meeting. We're going to say, Hey, Bryce, Bradley, come here. We're going to tell the rest of the offensive line that we're on a two count the rest of the year, but we're not. We're on a one count. So you guys are going to hike the ball on the one count. Everybody moves on the two count. Boom. 85, 92 more yards a game right there without the false start penalties. Because those motherfuckers don't know how to count. Yeah, right there. We're solving it. We're solving We've it. We've had so many we false starts. Like and then finally, the bad, we're going to add to our offense. I'm telling you, we are going to kick some ass these last seven games. We're going to change every wide receiver's number to 19. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> Oh, right, like young will start seeing more than one wide receiver every fucking game Jeez. and maybe have more than 112 yards passing. Keep pounding, guys. I love what you're doing. You are truly the best <laughs> of Panthers football. Appreciate you, man. He's bringing solutions. Um, I like that. Change everybody's number to 19. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Next one. <laughs> What's going on, CT Nation? This is your boy, Jay Anderson, hitting y'all up. What up, Jay? Man, this whole season, you know who I blame? Y'all can blame Tepper. Y'all can blame um, the coaching staff and all that, the offensive line. I blame the Carolina Panthers fans. I blame them. I blame all of them, all, every last single one of them. Every, uh, well, not every last single one of them. I'll say majority of them. We need an offensive-minded coach. The offense is where the NFL is going. They don't need no look, – look what the offensive mind and coaches do. One and nine. The all-star cast, the all-star coaching staff is one and nine. Before they even play the game – before they even play the game, they got the all-star coaching staff tag team. They one and nine. They look shitty as hell. Excuse my language, but that's what – that's the only thing I can think of. This all-star coaching staff. Fans are talking about, we don't need no defensive-minded coach. No, you need a coach. You ain't care if it's offensive-minded or defensive-minded. You need a coach. And we had that. We had a guy that was a coach. This man, I mean, and people can be mad at me bringing up Steve Wicks, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. 
because he was that coach. Because look at last year. We, the stars that we had was probably DJ Moore and Brian Burns. We had a bunch of other guys. And he did, and he, what, what, he went six and six? He made them look good. He had a bunch of other guys, and he made, he made Sam Donald look something. Well, not so. I mean, I mean, we play play games to win. P.J. Walker, we play the games to win. The offense looks something to be looked for. Man, this thing is trash, man. And it's just funny. But the Carolina Panthers, all the Carolina Panthers fans need to be playing. A lot of them. I'll say 75%. Uh, this is interesting. I just ran across this in uh, one of the C3 uh, Twitter DM groups. A uh, guy, Fred McGee, posted mm-hmm. this. He said, and he added the Panthers. He said, uh, Panther Pickle put this up. The, pa- at the Panthers, the Panthers franchise has completely killed my fandom. I'm a PSL owner and didn't attend the game. I didn't sell the tickets, just didn't go. I prefer taking a financial loss than watch this team. I needed a mental break from this horrible organization. I'm done. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I hate that I'm done phrase. And I know our fans have used it and uh, people on the show have used it. And I mean, it's not that I hate them for using it. I refrain from saying that. Right, because I know that I'm going to cheer. I know I'm going to watch, even if it's begrudgingly. I know I'm going to do the podcast because I've invested so much of it, so much part of my friendships and identity. Um, but I get what people are when they're like, I'm when, and that's not what they're saying. I don't think he's going to stop being a fan. It's just like I'm done. This sucks, dude. Fucking sucks, mm-hmm. and we give so much, and there's like zero return mm-hmm. right now. And it is well, it's getting unless, along, unless, of course, you're Mr. Strats who not only donated five dollars but then gifted another 20 memberships, That's 70 memberships in the channel. So. Bro, Strats, you are. The homie of all homies, brother. We appreciate yeah. you. Just fans appreciate you. And to read your comment, he says everyone keeps forgetting to mention Derek Brown as and it's insulting to him. He always plays well and dominates. He needs his fair share of appreciation. One hundred percent, man. That Derek Brown has been that monster in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I it, now to me with Derek Brown, it does seem to me like. He is a name that would pop more on other teams if he did have some better uh, cast and crew around him. But yeah, Derek Brown's been one of the few um, um, consistent pieces on our defensive line. And he's done a great job. Shout out to the man, bro. We appreciate you, dude. Yes, thank you very much. Is uh, I thought about this today, and I mean, I'm not. Uh, I don't really get angry at the Panthers anymore. Um, I don't expect it to be good. Um, I walked in the house today and uh, I said something about, well, it's better than watching that crap. And my wife goes, oh, they're losing. I said, 
we got to do this seven more times this season. Mm-hmm. Is that, and I could have said that four weeks ago. <sighs> it's bad, dude. And what now it's collectively bad is not only is this season just so, so freaking crappy, it's on a run of crappiness. Mm-hmm. It's been six years since the Panthers gave us anything to be excited for. And I, what I would, I want to be even more excited about Bryce right now than I am. Mm-hmm. Because here is what I, in those years where we were bad in the past, say, maybe not last year, because I thought Matt Rule was the worst. I didn't know what I was, that I still can't believe that it could be worse. I just, that's the fucking real thing that's driven me nuts. It's like, good God, you went on the worst day of your life, and then you went and you picked the person that you thought can't be worse than the worst day, and she turned out to be a fucking psychopathic murderer. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what to, like, pin some hope on. I feel like this is, I felt like in some of those bad seasons, you got to say, well, you know what? Cam was hurt. Cam was hurt, so we can, you know, like we'll get Cam back and maybe we'll do this. You know, we say, you know, you could say something like this. It just always felt like there was one thing to say, huh, that can, that's what we, what do we build on? It's going to have to be Bryce. It's got to be Bryce, but. But you see how now, like, look, people want to call us Bryce Young haters. I'm certainly not a Bryce Young hater. I think I'm a realist. I think Greg is too. <laughs> but not, now, if you are one of these fucking haters who was originally one of those people that was like, price is too small, price is hurt, price is this, price is that. Now you are giving these people all the ammunition that they will ever need mm-hmm. because of this season and because of how Bryce is looking right now. And mm-hmm. by the way, you better pray he doesn't get hurt. Because then that's just another round of ammunition that the price haters are going to use and saying, oh, see, told you, couldn't make it through an NFL season. And they'll take that and they'll run with that shit to the bank. Y'all think that we're haters? Nah, son, you ain't seen Bryce Young hate. You ain't seen Bryce Young hate. Let it get a little bit worse and then tell me what Bryce Young haters sound like. Because they're going to be all up in our cat calls. They're going to be all up in our fucking chat. They're already all over Twitter. It's like you're giving them the more and more ammunition that they need the longer you let Bryce stranded out there to his own uh, devices, man. He -hmm. has no help. Even when he does, he's missing wide open wide receivers. The offensive line is terrible. Uh, It's time to save our quarterback for the future. If he is indeed the only thing that this organization has to build on for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. It's bad, Greg. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's absolutely terrible, man. The team is in an absolutely terrible position, and here's my my kind of thing is, like, I think that we should move forward with Bryce Young because I don't think Bryce Young's been given a fair chance to show what kind of a guy he is. Oh, and we don't have a chair choice. I still don't think that he may have been the best choice for us to pick in this situation, though, even if we can move forward and give him what he wants. And that's my issue is I don't think that we're going to be able to give him what he needs to succeed, and I don't think he's that quarterback that can take – you know, a mop bucket and, and you know, and, and a handful of, of needles to to a championship and, and, and win, you know, like I just don't think he's that kind of guy. 
And that was the guy that I thought we were drafting for. I thought we would have traded up for. And I'm not trying to knock Bryce Young or say he's a bad guy. I don't think Carolina's going to put around him what he needs. Um, I well, think the question bad- is, can they, is going to be the next question. This is awesome. Uh, I love the internet and I love Panther fans. And big shout out to at on the block 01 on Twitter or X. Um, his name is Ryan, not Reynolds. And uh, I put, I read that tweet from the guy who was the PSL to the Panthers, the Fred McGee at Fred McGee. And I put, I quote retweeted it and I put, we are Fred hashtag. We are Fred. And uh, at on the block of one <laughs> message me and he put a hashtag. We are Fred up. So he took the hashtag. We are Fred. Fred oh, we got to get this going. We are Fred up. Hashtag. We are Fred up folks. I love it. It made me giggle. Let's go to my bastard son. Yo, it's white chocolate espresso. Wow. Thank God I'm at work. I got a couple things to say. Um, Hey, the bears fleeced us. They're getting the first round pick and they're getting another top 10 pick. It's probably one of the best trades they've ever made. Period. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how, how well Bryce does or CJ does. They're getting the number one pick. They won the, they won the trade. It's over. Um, we have this discussion on the chat room. It, it annoys the piss out of me. People saying, oh, it's coaching. It's coaching for all these penalties. I'm sorry. What exactly does Frank Wright and Evero have to do with you hitting the quarterback that's already already down in the helmet? He's already down. Why are you hitting him? What does that do with coaching? It has nothing to do with coaching. No discipline. You're making a dumb decision, and it's dirty. Same thing with the call where he, uh, the play, play was over and he hit him in the back. Both plays automatic first down when they been a turnover. How is that? I like, I'm, I'm, I want to get rid of Frank Wright as much as the next crowd, but I'm not going to blame him for a player making a dumb decision. That's on the player. It's just it's so annoying. Um, Wright needs one more pick six to tie the franchise record. It's, it's not good. <laughs> it's not. Your offense line was horrible. Why we cut uh, Brock Sermon? I I still don't understand it. Still, but um, yeah, those are my thoughts. Drink up, Panther Nation. Peace. All right, thanks. Uh, read these uh, super chats up, my man. Yeah, man, Mister Elevation with the five dollars says, uh, "What's the rookie record?" for a quarterback throwing pick sixes. Now, it sounded weird on the broadcast, but after the game was over, uh, I heard them say that uh, four was like close to the – it was either the most or close to the most for the most pick sixes thrown by a quarterback in a season. That's what I thought they said. It sounded wild to me, but they said – Yeah, I, I believe it's four. Somebody said nine in the chat. 
I mean, Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions. It was Jameis that has the record, they said. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would find it hard to believe about, at least four of those weren't pick sixes. Well, but what we're talking about is, yeah, just the pick sixes. No, I think right, they said right. Jameis yeah, has Ele- the record for pick sixes, too. Okay. Well, it's, Illinois, it's Illinois Jones says that we're tied for the most. Yeah. Tied for the most. I mean, look, That's for right. y'all – Beyond the beyond the uh, actual point differences, a pick six means something different to y'all than just an interception. Like, cause for me, I feel like most pick sixes, and of course, not all are created equally. I feel like most pick sixes generally tend to be mostly on the quarterback because you're putting the defensive back in a position where they have a chance to run the ball back. They're either running at full speed or they're, like they're jumping a route. Like I said, it's not always like that, but I feel like pick sixes maybe weigh a little more heavily than just regular interceptions. Does that feel any different for y'all? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. And, and then uh, uh, Leonard says four interceptions or four pick sixes thrown by the same player. I don't know. It wasn't the uh, – no, it couldn't be because it was uh, – three. We got one in this game. Yeah, he only yeah. got one in this game. So he said two in one game, two in another game, and then one in this game. As far as pick sixes, yeah, yeah he's so had four. He's so that players out. have four. The guy that this season, he's got it because I heard them say it on the broadcast that he's got as many pick sixes. Oh, so as they were our, saying that they were saying that player had the most pick sixes uh, of okay. the season ever okay. in the season, or, for, something. or for a rookie. Ever for maybe you know? No, I don't know. I, no, I don't know. I don't know. They, I just they, they, all I know is they said something about four pick sixes and it being a single season record. Okay. I assume they were talking about Bryce throwing that many pick sixes, but oh, they might have been talking, talking about the DB. Yeah, yeah, maybe the DB. I'm not. I'm not even sure. But he's thrown a lot. Yeah. All right. Let's he's go to the next. The ball, dude, he's given the ball. There are now what three or four games in a row. That we can say that Bryce's turnovers is what won them the game, or the uh, the opposite team. The direct reason that caused the win, yeah. 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 Next call. What's up, C three? This is Raleigh Lee. What's up, Raleigh? About a shit show. We we're looking like we might get somewhere. I'm not going to blame it on the quarterback as far as that one uh, interception for six points. Uh, you know, Mingo should have came up and bumped the guy. But regardless, you, it, so Frank Wright should take his responsibility. He should have basically, instead of covered his ass, he should have resign. We need to get David Tepper out of the office. Out of he's not the GM. If he wants to be the GM, have his wife be the GM. She's a hell of a lot smarter than she than he is. But anyways, yeah, disappointing game, disappointing day as usual. My God, how many years do we have to go through this? I'll talk to you guys later. Keep pounding, and Greg, stay out of the pudding. All right, stay out of the pudding, Greg. Uh, I'll try. And, uh, yeah, uh, and hey, hang on real quick. TJ, my apologies, bro. Uh, TJ with the $5 said, uh, 
Sad they put up the same Hall of Fame quarterback graphic every week as if they were the only rookies who sucked. To be honest, right. exactly. It's the, exactly. Only, it's the yeah. only positive they can think of for Bryce. One hundred percent, dude. Like that's the only thing that anyone has to fall back on, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I get mad about that. I, I get that's a great comment. Um, I I felt the same way too. Like, cause one, uh, remember after the three pick game? When was the three pick game? Two games ago, or was it last week? Uh, was it a pick and a fumble? Nah, he had three interceptions. Oh yeah, no, that was against um, Indy. It, yeah, the Colts. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. Do who did we play last? Oh, the Bears. We played the Bears. The all right. So it was two games ago, and a lot of the caller. I was getting tweets or callers, and they were like. People, some people were saying because he threw three picks in a game that, uh, like he was a bust, right? So, they're like, and I, and I don't have a problem, not I don't have a problem is like throwing three picks in a game to me is not any indication, it's a bad game, right? right? It's like certainly it's not a thing to be happy about, it's not a thing to find a silver lining in. Uh, I'm not going to make a judgment on just interceptions alone on some different things. Um, But then, so people were saying that, so they would make these lists of players who had also thrown three picks in a game. Mm -hmm. And it was like John Elway, this and that. And I was like, if we really want to make this fucking list though, we could list all the bad players too that have thrown three picks. You can't just be like, hey, well, look yeah. at all these other great players. Yeah, and dude, <laughs> it's like, hey, guess what? There's okay. another guy that Joe Rosen he had yeah. three picks in a game. Dude, mm-hmm. it, it, it really does feel like insulting. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, here's all these other really good quarterbacks that uh, went through the doldrums in their first year. Dude, okay, well, what if he uh, – right now, there's no evidence that he's going to become anything more. Maybe mm-hmm. he does, but again, it's like you're, you're – he, all he's doing right now is playing bad on a bad football team and you're like, mm, well, don't worry, guys. Maybe one day he'll be Peyton Manning and John Elway. TJ says this. TJ in the chat, he says this. There should be more positive things to say about Bryce. There should be. There really should. And mm-hmm. I think that is a fair comment for Bryce's performance this year. I would say that I feel that way, too, about any number one draft pick. Right. Correct. It's like I would just say this is that I shouldn't be this undecided about how I feel about them because I feel like I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt regardless. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like I'm playing it down like uh, I need to I'm just neutral almost. But I feel that way about this team just in every capacity is that there just shouldn't be it shouldn't be this bad that's the problem that i have i don't even have the problem i don't think it's a record problem i don't think i think there's a different i think losing the way you lose can matter right so like if you go and you fight hard tooth and nail it down to the end and lose by a field goal isn't that different than getting curb stomped yeah, You know, like, I mean, at the end of the day, not every loss is equal. Mm-hmm. And right now, this has just been a snowball. It's ex- 
exponentially getting worse to where I don't see positives to build on. Like that's what I that's what I wanted to see. Look, when I saw Matt Rule in his first season, guys, I said I wanted to show I just wanted him to show us that he wasn't in over his head. And the Panthers came out and won five games that year and looked competent in a lot of capacity in a lot of ways. They look like, hey, man, if we can turn five into seven, seven into nine, right? And then the next year, it was so bad. I was like, oh, that was just kind of beginner's luck, it turns out. I just wanted the Panthers to show us growth. Mm -hmm. We sat here and had trouble picking less than seven games to win on the season because – we said, hey, the Panthers won seven games with Frank, with uh, Matt Rule and Steve Wilkes as their coach. We've got to be able to be as good as that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what sucks about this shit. Um, let me hear. I'm going to play this call. I need you to cover me, Cody. I got my daughters bugging me about the food in the oven that my wife set a timer on and then left. Got you. Hey, what's up, C3 Nation? Uh, this is Slim Gemma coming out of San Diego, California, man. Um, just touching in, touching in and uh, trying to talk about some Carolina Panthers football on a positive note, but it's really hard to do. You can't really talk about the Panthers on a positive note, man. We, we are, you know what? We got the Carolina Blues. We have the Carolina Blues. I've never seen this team struggle so much. I've never seen this team be so down. This is the worst, the worst I've seen it. I, I mean, honestly, goddamn, Matt Rule, Matt Rule was bad, but this is worse than that, bro. Um, but anyway, I just want to talk in and uh, chime in on what I what I feel about the Panthers going forward, man. Uh, I don't think they'll fire uh, Frank Wright. I don't think it makes sense to fire him now. Um, you know, the ship the ship is bad, you know, but I think he's gonna still he's still gonna He's still going to be the the captain of that ship, and I think David Tepper is never going to admit that he was wrong with the C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young pick, because to me it sounded like C.J. Stroud was a sure pick for us, and David Tepper said, "Nah, we ain't doing that. We're going Bryce Young," but he'll never admit that he was wrong with that. I don't think right. he's, I don't think he's going to admit that. So I think that's why uh, Frank Wright is going to be with the team uh, until next year. They'll probably give him a couple of years, and if next year is bad then he's going to learn. He's, he's going to be in a bad position. But, man, I tell you what, man, as a Panthers fan, bro, I this this is the worst. This is the worst I've seen our team in so long. There's there's no identity. There's no, there's no like, competitive edge. We, we, we don't have anything to offer on offense or defense. All of our guys are shadows. They're shadows to the rest of the players in the NFL. And mm-hmm. we're just a bad team, man, and it, and it sucks because, God damn, we watch this, man. We can't even compete, bro. Every game is like non-competitive, and it sucks. And me personally, as a CJ Stroud fan, man, it, it, it hurts even worse because I'm like, dog, that was the, that was the the sure pick. We should have had Stroud over Bryce Young. Now we got a mini-me quarterback running around trying his best, and he can't do shit. He can't do shit, and it's like, no shit, you can't do anything in the NFL like that. You can't do anything in the NFL if you're under six feet. You're, you don't deserve to be in the NFL. And that's nothing against Bryce Young, man. But it's just what it is. Like, you, you're not going to succeed when you have better 
it just shows out that the fact is, man, you're under six feet tall, bro. Like you're you're not it. You're not cut out for this game. And then you look at CJ Stroud, and that look that guy looks like everything we wanted Bryce Young to be. CJ Stroud is everything. Uh, uh, go ahead and respond. He's got uh, I think he's got another one. At this point, man. Look, obviously, we're going to need two or three years before we can really write the story of if Bryce Young is a good quarterback or not. But you would be crazy to not think that C.J. Stroud is the better of the two quarterbacks. Right. Like you're just you're just flat out of your mind. And it right. doesn't make you a bad Panther fan to say, yet again, the Panthers made a mistake picking their quarterback. Now, that's mm-hmm. how I feel right now. And hopefully y'all get to come at me and tell me how wrong I was in a couple of years and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, I mean, even still, Tua Tagovailoa is looking better as uh, as a quarterback than what he did a few years ago. But I still wouldn't take him over Justin Herbert. And, and that's going to be true for me in, probably in the next two or three years, too. So Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I totally agree, man. It's always going to be because the two were drafted so like that. It's always going to be a battle back and forth between C.J. Stroud right. and Bryce Young. And don't be wrong. I think that if C.J. Stroud would have came here, he would struggle here too because we have a shitty team, a shitty offensive yeah. line. I just feel like he would do better than Bryce. Not insanely better. I think that he would do better than Bryce Young has done right now. I mean, look at the people talk about how his weapons are wide receivers, but who was talking about Robert Woods and Noah Brown and Nico Collins? being elite wide receivers last year. And now they're now when you look at the stardom sit them for every week in fantasy, it's always start whoever's the wide receivers for for uh, Houston stardom because they have a quarterback that can play with any wide receiver and make them look good. And that's what you know that's what I would expect. So that's like I said, I, I don't by any means think that if we had Stroud here, we would be in the position Houston's in. What's no. gonna be great is this is finally this might have broken our optimism as fans so finally we might have an off season where we have a good draft we have a good we get a good coach we get good like we anchor and we're like all right ready for like show it to like now no more just getting hype i feel like this is gonna end my getting hype like I'm gonna need For anything that the Panthers ever do until it happens. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I felt like the, I'm cool with that. I yeah. uh yeah, exactly. Instead of expecting good, mm-hmm. I'm gonna not exp- not be miserable, not forecast bad, but I ain't opt I'm not forecasting forecasting the market going up tomorrow. Right. That's what I'm saying. And like and I and I think this I've I don't know, man. We really just, I just bought in too much this year, like a unwise person. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it would be this bad, dude. That's what it's really just. Wrong being hopeful. And, and then you know what happens, and it's so unfair, is then we get labeled as the podcast that's just old cynical assholes that are never optimistic about yeah. anything, that are always looking at the glass half empty as opposed to the glass half full. And it's like, dude, what are you going to do, man? Like, mm-hmm. I've been saying for years, it's prove it season. It's prove it season. You're not getting any fucking flowers until you earn those flowers. And so far, no one earns anything 
on this team uh, other than uh, their walking papers. I said at one point uh, on the radio, I said, I will not pick the Carolina Panthers to win a football game anymore this season until they actually win one. And then they went bought, and I didn't pick you. I picked Houston I over the them on the radio, and they went one one. And I was like, okay, well now I'll think about it in the future. Um, I stupidly picked them for the Colts, and right, I guess I'm just saying this is I'm not picking the Panthers to be a good or have anything good until it is good. I'm not going to expect it to be bad when we draft these players. I'm not whoever we draft. I'm not going to go, oh, they suck. But I'm not going to fucking be like, oh, man, we got the fucking star of the draft. Right. I'm sorry, but nope. I'm going to be like this. We got a player. And if we were, if we turn out to be the podcast, if they call us the half full podcast, I'm going to say this. I don't care. I don't know if the glass is half full or half empty. I want to know what the fuck's in the glass before I'm drinking it. Is I'm that I don't care. This a victory. <laughs> I'm calling this a victory, Tony, because you're on the exact same hill that I'm on right there. I mean, that's I know, the exact same thing like, I've been saying. And then you know what? And then <laughs> we're gonna fucking hire a coach. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, he's a fucking great coach. Man. Uh he's got another call. Hey, what up, C3 Nation? It's uh Tim Jim again calling from San Diego, California. Uh I just wanted to double up on my first call because I think I got cut off, but um just in regards to if we do indeed fire Frank Wright, who the hell who the hell's gonna come to Carolina, bro? That's you know, it would it would be it would be something if Harbaugh came, but can you imagine the relationship with Harbaugh and Tepper? <laughs> that would never work. None of those guys Maybe Harbaugh that's what like, we need. He would tell them get the fuck out of the office. Maybe that's what but we those need. Those guys are all about like, uh, yeah, let's let's all make a decision together. Harbaugh would say, "Fuck that shit." That shit would never work. Like, who would come to Carolina? There's no coach that sees Carolina Panthers as a good opportunity to go and succeed when you have David Tepper on your shit and you have the GM making dumbass fucking fumble decisions. What are you going to do as a coach? You're, you're, the string is very, is very short and you have to go out there and try to fucking produce, but you can't produce because there's too many goddamn hands in the kitchen. There's too many cooks in the kitchen, dog. And, Carolina's shot, bro. We're not in the position to even fire our coach. We just have to struggle with it. We can't do anything about it. No one's going to come to Carolina and say, I got an opportunity to try to win and turn this franchise around. There's no one. No one in the NFL is going to come and do that. We are dead last, bottom tier, and David Tepper needs to look in the fucking mirror and say, you know what? This ain't for me. I can't be running a fucking football team like I run my company. Like, yeah, you have to accept your company's dog, but you got to look in the mirror and say, hey, man, I got to step back. This ain't, I, I, I can't, I can't, uh, bring any kind of positive influence to the team doing what I'm doing now. And until David Tepper does that, we are in trouble, fellas. We are in trouble. We're going to be struggling until David Tepper realizes he needs to step the fuck back, let the coaches and GM do what they do. And they need to get a new GM. This, 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 yeah, bro, they need a new GM. We, we, we got to get this shit figured out, but it starts with David Tepper, man. All right, peace, man. Love the show. This is bizarre. Peace. 12 hours ago, Jonathan uh, Jones, former, covers the Panthers closely because he was from Char or from North Carolina, went to Carolina, and then worked for the Shrove Observer. Jonathan Jones wrote 12 hours ago, the Panthers know they have to build 
around Bryce Young with one win and two changes of play callers. Carolina is looking for a spark as soon as possible. Josh Norris quote retweets this at 8.28 a.m. this morning with a line from this uh, article that he highlights. He's quoting the article. Some sharks are out here wanting this job. When oh, I'm source. glad you brought this up. I'm One league source. Well, name yourself, motherfucker. Tell me. Tell me who you are so you can we can get you on the fucking show and tell us why. Why? Why the Sharks want this job? Because that I because I can't name a reason right now that this would be a great play. I mean, it looks like hope. Maybe, maybe it doesn't take as long to turn things around. Sure looks feels like it though. I mean, yeah, but let's let's speculate. Who are the sharks that are interested in the this job? A lot of people. I saw somebody put online that Ben Johnson for the the offensive coordinator for the Lions. That it's not that uh, he turned us down. It was more so that he felt like the Lions were going to have a good team this year. I believe he's from the area, and he wanted to go back and be a part of what that team was going to do. And I believe they won today. Um, so a lot of people think that it could be him. Um, obviously another big name that a lot of people are wishing and hoping for is, uh, Jim Harbaugh, who's currently going through, uh, some trying times up there at Michigan. But I know that's a name that Panther fans keep on mentioning when it comes to coaches. Um, and then there was even a sneaky little rumor that Bill Belichick is out of New England. And that uh, he wants. I to don't want Bill Belichick here. I'm just yep. telling you what I've heard to the tea leaves, brother. I'm and not endorsing anyone right I now. I would have loved Bill Belichick as my coach with the 2016 Panthers, or with the defensive Panthers that we had. But Bill Belichick is a full. No. Yeah, no, I agree. He's one of the oldest coaches in the NFL. Yeah, and he's the greatest coach in my my life, you know what I'm saying, that we've seen in the last 20 years. I don't take anything away from him, but I don't think that that Bill Belichick fixes anything here. So what names do you think this is? And who who are are you hoping that it is? It's bullshit. Whatever the fuck this is, this is just made-up words. So there's nobody that's I I in Carolina. Like what the shark? So that's like a... That's a a betting term for people that are wiser than the public, than the betting public. So the betting sharks are the ones who, while the betting people go wherever, they're like, oh, well, we bet on this because we know both. You know, they bet just because they know names and a little bit. The sharks, it's like the, the sharp money on these things. What it's he's like saying this is that there's people on insiders in the NFL who believe that this is better gig than most people from the outside think. And I call bullshit. I, I agree. We talk about how we, we say, well, no quarterback could survive on this team. I don't think or make this team succeed. I don't think any coach can make this team succeed. I mean, I think there's going to be right a now. coach one day that brings us out of the abyss. Right. So the, Panthers will not be bad forever. Right. I mean, as I just right think now. you're yeah. going to have to get somebody who is better than turns out to be better than you expect them to be. 
I don't think anybody who has like leverage in anything is going to be like, a, like, a, why would a free, like you guys said about free agents? I think this is there's an opportunity out here. Look, is some a coordinator, somebody that has, it, it's a foot in the door. And I tell you this is I know that people say, why would you take this job? Well, I'll tell you why you should take the job because guess what Joe Brady's doing right now? After year one, Joe Brady was getting damn head coaching interviews mm -hmm. and he became a quarterback's coach. So take it while it's there. Take the fucking money, give it your best shot, and hopefully it works. And if it doesn't, you'll be a coordinator. Well, and, and right now the Bills are up on the Jets uh, with Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator. Damn. Um, all right, next call. Hey guys, it's the girl that makes them howl, aka Joey the Blind Panther. I knew this shit was coming. This game is indicative of the whole Carolina Panthers season. We can't do shit. You know, we all knew that. And I knew the Cowboys were going to come to town and beat us and be obnoxious and all that other shit. And luckily, I didn't go to this game today. I almost did, but I didn't. So, uh, that, at least that was smart on my part. But it was, it, guys, it was so bad that at halftime, we kept giving these fucking cowboys the, the, the touch. We gave them a touchdown. We moved the ball for the Dallas Cowboys because of all our dumb penalties. And they scored a touchdown off of that. So, you know, that has to stop. And who's that on? Oh. Coaching. Oh, you know our all-star all coaching staff that has 11 Super Bowl rings in between them. Well, where the hell are they? Flushed down the toilet? They might as well be the way they've been coaching. Except for Ebero and Chris Tabor. Chris Tabor has his, his uh, special teams playing, and Ebero, despite having, you know, players that just aren't good and definitely aren't the right fit for the per uh the defensive scheme, the three, four, I mean, he does have those guys playing. I mean, you know, you can't say he does it. Oh, oh, excuse me, but this is how this damn game made me feel. It was so bad. I went for a walk on the greenway at halftime. I, it was, it was bad. And it was, it was a real nice day outside, but we've got to be better. Pepper has to get rid of Scott Fitter, even though he's the one that's going to pick the GM, and he he only picks, you know, pussies, yes men, people, you know, he don't pick real men. That's why no elite GM is going to come here because those are real men, and they don't take Pepper's bullshit. But um, aside from that, yep, same shit, different day. So I gotta say, and oh, and our O line sucks a huge one. Uh, our O-line sucks an entire male reproductive system. I mean, it, it, it's how bad can you get? Anyway, guys. Very PG. I like it. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Uh, hey, by the way, just so I don't forget, uh, Nirvash donated $5 earlier. He said Jameis Winston had the record with seven pick sixes thrown by a quarterback in 2019. Bryce has still got a shot. Uh, <laughs> You're telling me there's a chance. Hey, what's up, guys? This is um, Promiscuous Panda. Um, what's up, Panda? Almost, it's actually my first call uh, I've ever actually oh. 
Uh, I yeah, would see be him regular, all the time. but honestly, it's it's a long distance call, so yeah, you know, you guys have to understand. I appreciate you, Ben. From Mexico. Um, uh -huh. First and foremost, uh, Tony, uh, Greg, Pat uh, Daddy, and of course, my guy, Cody Lack. Uh, you guys run the best podcast I've seen, you know, and heard appreciate here on the regular. But I'm just gonna get to it, man. Um, I'm absolutely fucking tired of this team. I'm tired of this team because it, it just seems like we're in this, um, we're, in, we're like in a conundrum. We're, we're just going around in circles. We're like a dog chasing our tail. And mm -hmm. it's, it's annoying and it's frustrating and really it's tiresome because you see the same shit happening over and over and over again. And to be honest, the common denominator here is David Tepper. Unfortunately, we can't do shit about that. David Tepper has to figure this shit out. He has to literally hire the right people and let them do their job. That's it. It's that simple. That's it. I could go He's on right. and on and on about all the stuff. and I'm not here to pick favorites or anything like that. Bryce has looked good. Bryce has looked bad. The whole line has looked good. The whole line has looked bad. There's, you know, injuries upon injuries upon injuries. Um, the only constant has been special teams, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Uh, we have no first-round pick, so there's no, you know, line at the end of the tunnel until the other year, 2025. And nobody's going to come and work for this guy because he has no patience. He literally has no fucking patience and that to me is just the biggest biggest problem here the biggest red flag here he treats this team like it's a hedge fund account or some shit and really it's just he needs to step back and look in the mirror and find out that he literally is the problem anyway guys uh, i'm not gonna take any more of your time um love the show hit that like button hit the subscribe button guys and uh, keep motherfucking pounding, guys. See you guys. Keep motherfucking pounding. Panda, I appreciate you, bro. I see you all the time in the chat room and on yeah. Twitter, man. I'm, We're I'm worldwide. Worldwide. Uh, International, that's right. Viva Promiscuous Panther. And uh, this is what uh, we'd love for you to continue to be a part of the calls in a way for our international callers to circumvent those charges is to record it on your phone on an audio app or something like that and then email it to me as an attachment at Carolina, well, Carolina Cat Chronicles at gmail.com. But you got to hit me on Twitter with a message or something that says, I sent you an email because I don't always check it while I'm playing the calls. Mm -hmm. So sometimes like somebody like uh, Dexter Henderson would say, Hey, uh, hey, I want to do this, and then I don't see it on Tuesday night because I'm a because I only check so much stuff so frequently. So, as long as you just make sure you give me a heads up on Twitter, um, I will then play that call or play that audio file in, um, in replacement of you having to pay twelve dollars uh, to call into our show. Nice. Yeah. You, so you know we. 
we really ought to start marketing the team this podcast as the longest running Panthers podcast in the galaxy because I'm pretty sure that if we're the longest <laughs> running Panthers podcast in the world, yeah, a pretty good chance we are in the galaxy as well. Galaxy, just Dude, I mean, just the think universe. about that. We're the first universe. To do something. Yes, the and universe. The, there you go. And the good chance. Just think about this: is if you think about the way sound waves travel, mm. yeah, any foreign life, any alien life form. We'll find lit here. We'll literally hear our podcast before they hear any other podcast because the sound waves are traveling. Yeah, they're traveling out into space. And the Google algorithm will bring them straight to us, you know? Yeah, man, dude. It might take nine million light years for it to happen, but they'll they'll be like, oh, fuck, the Carolina Panthers still suck. Hey, C3 Podcast is intergalactic out here, boy. What's up, man? All right. Uh, next call. Hi, you guys. <laughs> it's Rude Life Master. Oh, what up, bro? Man, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I live here in Virginia, so I don't get to see the Panthers game. So I get to see the little highlights. And Congratulations. I, I watch the C3 Panther Podcast for the results. And um, every time I see the highlights, we're trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're trash. I see the little, I see the little, um, the little, the little hashtag. We're fred up. Listen, um, yeah, somebody needs to get fired. You know, this is this is getting ridiculous. If I, I, I said this last year, I, I said this last week, not last year. Although I didn't say we were gonna be trash last year. You know what I mean? I said this last week. If I'm Bryce Young, I'm hey, I'm asking to sit down for the rest of the year. I'm not about to. I'm not about to get myself killed out here. Yeah. Take me out. Frank, you're, like Frank, he just like he just he aged ten years in one season. Sit right song now. Get Andy Dalton. You know, just, just let's just start all over the rebuild. I guess I could say trust the process, but I can't trust the process because. I don't even know what 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 direction the process is going. <laughs> so hey, I know. Um, what's the hashtag? We Fred up. Yeah. And, um, we process, are Fred up. <laughs> Keep pounding. We are Keep Fred pounding. up. We are Fred up, and that's a play on uh Fred McGee who tweeted that tweeted something. So I said we are Fred, and then someone put we are Fr- Fred up, which I love, which I want to get rolling. And no, but every I I wonder how many people are gonna see it and they'll be like, oh, he misspelled fed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Josh uh, Klein from the Roaring Riot said tweeted 27 minutes ago, probably gonna hold off on the Roy the Riot Report newsletter until late in the morning. The question being is, is they generally put out a newsletter the morning, uh, the following morning early to hit the email boxes of their all of the Roaring Riot members that kind of I guess gives game recap and you know that's their the way they're putting their analysis out more so than even their website podcast anymore I feel like I wonder if that indicates that he's holding off to see because he thinks yeah yeah, some changes are coming possible Um, yeah hey let's do this on the count of three and this goes for everyone in the chat to simply yes or no. Do you think somebody will be fired by this time tomorrow? And we're going to answer on the count of three. Okay. One, 
two, three. No. 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 Oh, really? We all went. I thought I was going to be the oddball. I think, I think for the reasons we've said about who do you replace them with and everything else, I don't. I don't think that anybody's gonna be fired. Look, once again, I. I don't. I'm not advocating for Frank Reich. I didn't want Frank Reich. Um, but I still think that. Well, saying that he's the failure of this part is giving him too short of a leash because he's going through the same problems of everybody else on the team that were. Oh, he will be fired, anything. Greg. Just not. As, he he I, will be. But it's going to be short of leash, yeah, you know? that gets the axe at some point. <clears throat> But I, I mean, you know, I don't know. People are going to continue to say, "Oh, this is a lot like after the 49ers, where the 49ers took over the stadium last year." Beat the but Braves. they ran away with it early, didn't they? Like I felt uh, like that felt. I mean, yeah, we, we never felt like we were in this game either. But no, they, but they, I, are, I, Greg, I feel the same way as people. Like, oh, it's only a one score possession game at one point. It's like, like that right. one possession felt like. Me trying to sink a 60-yard putt. <laughs> at, yeah. at that point, we had scored three touchdowns, and I think the last 54 drives we've had, <laughs> at no point did I feel comfortable saying that we were going to yeah. make a comeback. Yeah. Um, a lot of people in the chat room also answered no. Uh, so, I, I, And listen, I kind of feel like it's a foregone conclusion. We know people are going to get fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. we know that is, that is inevitable. It's just a matter now of when it happens. Mm. And that's why I'm asking, like, do we think that this is going to happen like tomorrow morning or tomorrow night? Like, is what what is the final straw? Are they going to give him the rest of the season or, or is something going to happen tomorrow? And I feel like a lot of Panther fans are answering no because they want us to fire him so bad, but the Panthers don't ever do anything that the so fans like want them to do. Right. So yeah, everybody. Mr. Strat, I think uh, I think you got us confused. The hair. He said, "How would you all f- feel if no one gets fired?" Oh, is he? Oh, no, maybe he's not getting. Uh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Strats. Thank you for the five dollars. First of all, he says, "How would you all feel if no one gets fired and we start the next season like that?" I'd feel like it's a the Carolina Panthers move, to be honest with you. It it, it sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. Really? No, yeah. I would. It does. I yeah. would say this is I think in some way I can understand us bringing in a GM and him saying, I want a full year to figure out how I want to attack this entirely. Um, and I want us to go out there basically say this is I would need though. The only thing that would really, I mean, we need the new GM. If we go out there next year with Scott fitter or Frank Reich and this stat, like, and then just run it back, like from top to bottom. Um, I would think that would be impossible. I don't think you can do that. I just don't know. Like, I don't see that, but what I could see a wise move in the background even though it's harder for me to say this each week, is if I was a GM, I could see a world where I say this, look, we're firing Frank Wright. Don't worry. But it's just going to be, let's wait till the end of this season. Yeah, I think that's more likely. And then we're going to figure out more about Bryce in this season. And we're going to have more opportunities to start prepping the, the, the garden to plant the seeds for the next coach. I like that. But I don't think, but it would have to be that upfront. 
Mm-hmm. It would have to be to the point of where you say this is it's not if we're in the playoff hunt, we still firing Frank, right? Like we are firing him if he goes 10 and six. Yeah. Almost like that's what it would be. Will Horsley, thank you. Another angel investor of the podcast with a great gift, gifted 10 C3 Panthers podcast. Yes, sir. A C3 super fan is Give a way a for pause. you. C3 super fan for just a dollar 99 a month. You can support the podcast. You've seen a lot of people would be over or very generous. Well, I want to say, I mean, we thank you. I'm appreciative of it, but they have, they're more generous than I ever uh, expected people to be in the super chats. Also smash the thumbs up button, subscribe, but your real generosity comes with your time, your attention um, as we continue to work through this, we got seven more games where we're going to need uh, your help. I'm telling you, this is we're going to be here, and it's hard for me to get uh, excited, but I tell you, not excited. Uh, yeah, but uh, look, it's not hard for me to do the podcast when we got such great people Absolutely in the chat right. and the listeners. So, quick best podcast out there. Love y'all and try your best to keep pounding. Go ahead, Greg. Before we move on, quick question that I have, and there may be people in the chat that have the same question because I'm very, very uh, computer illiterate with some with certain things. Um, when somebody gives 10 memberships, does that mean they are they are becoming a member for 10 months? Or no, they're, or they're that, giving 10 other people a yes. membership? Okay. The other, 10 other it people. Randomly, I think it randomly yeah. selects people, 10 people in the chat right now who are Never not won. members and makes them members. Wow, so okay. they get the benefits of the emojis. They get the benefits of any early content we would put out. Okay, uh, they cool. get the benefits of being in the Mega Mingo drawing, which we're going to have to read. I We're going to have to find out like what the, like a, like a bad version of bingo is. Like a negative mango. Version. Oh, that's a great idea, Tone. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we would hit that so fast, bro. Oh, okay. We need to do that. Oh, all right. That's what we'll we'll start Dude, lining maybe. that up, guys. Uh, the chat can the help us. Is we're gonna make a bad bingo card for the Panthers. Bad bingo card. So it'd be like, like pick six, like fumble. pick six. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Dude, yeah. we'll probably hit that okay. before we hit the mingo card. And we've had the mingo card. Uh, no, we hit the mingo like card. We- we, yeah, we, it. Okay. we gave it away okay. because guess what got it? Not a mango touchdown. Special teams touchdown. Ah, that's yeah, right. That punt return. Yeah. All right. And the last. chat room likes it. They want it. All right. We're doing it. Let's we're do doing it. it. Uh, last call of the night. Yeah. I just, this is Panther Pickle. I just wanted to say something. Pickle, what's up, brother? Jerry Rivero screamed at the third round rookie, oh, DJ God. Johnson for a mistake that Johnson did. And he's a defensive coordinator. Now, normally I'd be all in for that because that's what we need. I think that's what we need, a little bit more screaming on sidelines. But did he scream at the six-year vet, Deshaun Williams, for screwing up and costing us 15-yard penalty? No. Did he scream at the two-year vet, Imaro Barno, for costing us a 15-yard penalty? No. And he's going to scream at a third-round rookie? What a pathetic excuse of a man. He Darryl Vero is. If you can't scream at everybody when they screw up, don't scream at nobody. 
Because this just makes you look like a shitty person. Because the rookie, he's a rookie. He's going to screw up. You know, this, this reminds me of something I said on, on Twitter today is, you know, people hold a first – people should hold a first-round pick to more stricter standards than they do a second to seventh-round pick because the first-round pick is supposed to be the best of all the rookie classes. But apparently not because now when the when the first round rookie screws up, we're all just going to pat him on the back and tell him it'll be all right. But when a second to seventh round rookie screen, screw up, we're going to rip them a new one. The NFL has become pretty damn pathetic. But y'all have a great day. Mister Strats uh, has he's saying pickle. Do we know that he didn't get on him? Is he? Um, yeah, is he like did he do it maybe in the locker room? So there, you know, could possibly be, but visually, um, you know, dressing down the rookie uh for a mistake. You know, look, is ever as I, I clearly was getting frustrated towards the end too. Like yeah. is and you can see why. Uh Mr. Strats also with one of my favorite comments of the night when it comes to the bad mingo. He said, "That's an that's awesome. It's such a deranged way to play it. Yeah. But here, you know what would be really fucked up? It gives y'all a better chance of winning something. No, no, no. Yeah. well, to totally. That's why everybody's already interested in this. But the really fucked up thing is, is when we hit the Mega Mango, Greg, we decided not to give away a Jonathan Mango jersey <laughs> because we let them choose to get a better jersey since he hadn't been." necessarily any good what if the bad what if we actually made it a make what jersey they picked they got a bryce young yeah, because sure. okay. because like a i mean you can't because no, the other not? he's gonna be here for well, and, but yes that's yeah. the problem is the luvu yeah. is the number one pick but he's probably not gonna be a panther because he's free agent yeah so, that's a good point all right um Look, uh, David Bada, uh, David Dotto balls out award. I don't, um, you do? Oh, you don't. I was about no. to say, you don't. No. Uh, you know what is, let me see, where is old David? <laughs> you know what? His balls are better than anything, uh, that uh, the Panthers did today. We know how Great. much you love David Dotto's balls, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, towel of shame. Oh, I got one of those. Um, you want me to hit the little 10 if you want? I mean, that I we might as well do shit. Let's have fun. There you go. Uh, this is the point where we give the towel a shame. Um, you know, I feel bad even having anything negative ever associated with this podcast and Cam after the last six years of this. You know what I'm saying? It's because Cam. I, I can make a new bumper. Get rid of Cam. I love you. I miss you, Cam. I want to get rid of Cam. Um, <laughs> I miss you. I miss That's you. I'm so mad. Oh, what about this? It's like. i dab on him for David Dado's fucking. Those Ball cam times are the only thing keeping me a Panthers fan right now, to be honest with you, is remembering those times. Uh, so. What about uh, 
Man, I wish he was a Brown. Why didn't the Browns go get him? Somebody was putting that out there. You said that, Cody. You were like, I wouldn't want this to happen. I love. Yeah, this man. I thought yeah. that would be dope. The 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 Browns have the best defense in the NFL. Um, what are we? You know, I guess the question is, it's kind of like the shame on you, Lord Michaels. Shame on you, NBC. Shame on you. Who are we gonna shame with this towel of shame? Oh, I got one. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna shame the uh, the announcers, and I'm gonna try to work on killing this Wait, narrative. What, wasn't Greg Olson one of the announcers? Yeah, yeah. and then I'm, I'm I'm not sure who was, but I'm just gonna say for one thing they said, and I'm so tired of hearing this, is they spend a little bit of time after Bryce threw a pick talking about uh, about how much dog he has in him and how what a great leader he is, and they go to him on the sideline, and he's giving all these offensive linemen this disrag handshake with no emotion, nothing said, just. Walk by like like you give like you know in little league when you when you play another team and then afterwards you all walk by each other and give each other a high five it's a good game it was like that and it's like this guy has no dog in him he has no leader I want a guy who's going to be out there yelling at his offensive line when they let him get blown up like it's bullshit man have reach down and grab your balls dude have a little dog and I'm tired of people with this narrative of he's he's a great leader look at no man he's he's a yes man he's a likable guy. He's not a great leader. He's not showing that from anything I've seen all season. So I'm just tired of people saying that. And when the announcer said that and then showed him just with this disrag handshake walking by people, it's like, come on, man. You're, you're just pushing a narrative that you don't, you, there's no way you believe. So I'm giving that the tell of shame. I don't even know who announced today, but they, they get it. Greg Olson and I forget the other dude's name. Yeah. Sorry. So Greg did this thing where, where Bryce missed. He had two bad throws, and Bryce—I mean, uh, uh, Greg put it on Bryce. He said those were two bad throws. He even mentioned how Tommy Tremble is wide open on that one pick six. Uh, at the end of the uh, of the game, he went on to say that this year it's impossible to evaluate Bryce yeah. due to the situation that that, yeah. that he's in. So to fully evaluate, yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, my towel of shame. How about this? I'm gonna give it to Brian Burns. Dunk. Uh, because yet again, <laughs> oh, dunk on demand. Yeah, yeah 100% got a towel of shame. Uh, but Brian Burns again. We had zero sacks today, y'all, and Brian Burns was back, and we didn't get any sacks last week. And again, man, it's like no one. Uh, like he's supposed to be the guy. And there are moments when he's disappearing in football games. So, tell the shame. Yeah. Um, my tell the shame just goes to the Carolina Panthers. The entire Carolina Panthers, from every player on that team, every coach on team, the team on that team, the owner, anybody that's in that running their media, social media. Y'all motherfuckers should be coming in to getting us. Come get us, man. You got 300, 600 views on your YouTube video. That's how bad it is. Carolina Panthers, shame on you. Shame on you for making this what I got to do and what I'm going to keep doing. Um, That's it. That's the C3 Panthers post-game show. We'll be here Tuesday night. Um. Live at 9 p.m. Try to probably track. We're going to need to get some guests and start mixing some things up at this point. 
probably need to start uh, looking about uh, getting ahead of the curve on uh, some GM things and starting to think about those as well as, hey, keep an eye out for, um, I guess, any live, like, you know, reaction shows we got in case there's any breaking news. Guys, I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I will be here for the show on Tuesday, but I won't be in this room. I'll be on location somewhere. Nope. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And I'm going to bring all my shit with me uh, and make my family mad, probably in their own way. Like, oh, I'm still going to go hang out with my friends. Fuck y'all. Uh, and talk about them. Like, why do you want to talk about the Panthers? <laughs> That's it. So, uh, look, I love you guys. Uh, Cody Lack, great hanging out with you, Greg. Fantastic. Yeah, man. You and uh, everybody in the chat, listen on iTunes, tune in, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for your time, your energy. Your co-pays are accepted because your therapy is my therapy. Mm. Cody Lack, take us out of here. See you to nation. Until next time, keep pounding. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.